So what is AI? Have you heard of this? AI? AI? Don't know. But it seems like people are just making up words. Did you know that I, the great Larry Seinfeld, keep a collection of, organize, and write down every joke that I have ever thought of? I know AI just have to preserve this unparalleled talent for the masses. Do you know who else wrote everything else down? George Carlin. And he was actually funny. So what is my excuse? Who finds me funny? I mean, really, who are these people? I'm thinking of doing a bit about how transgender people are actually a mental illness. Or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone. Or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. But no one is laughing, so I, the legendary Larry Seinfeld, am going to stop. Thanks for coming out tonight. See you next time. Where did everybody go? And welcome back to WTF in Vanadil. I'm Spicy Ryan, who's now canceled with... I smell toast. <laughs> oh, the fox danger. That's, that's a sign of a stroke. Uh, okay, that was that wasn't open. So for those who aren't in the know, the second half of that was the <laughs> there was an AI Seinfeld created, very popular on Twitch after its banning, of course, that gained sentience and created a transphobic joke, uh, a homophobic one too, but no one talks about that. Just a transphobic part. And was banned for two weeks from Twitch, and everyone lost their collective minds and learned about what it is. So yeah, I was dealing with like real life stuff, and I I, I had no idea. <laughs> I know because our favorite streamer, or at least my favorite and Carrot's favorite, and Hayan, our Static's favorite streamer, Velner, likes uh, Forever Nothing or Nothing Forever. Sorry, that you know who knows Nothing Forever was the uh, the Seinfeld AI chatbot on Twitch, and uh, you know we got eighty six, and he goes, "I'm so sad. I, I I liked watching it, and now." Now it, it became transphobic, and now I'm not allowed to watch it anymore. <laughs> wow. Okay. He still mentions well, it all the time. He goes, I miss Larry. I miss Larry. Larry was its name. And banned for two weeks for a lesser offense than people who get banned for 24 hours at its game. And today, we are going to be talking about, if you're still with us... TBC. If you're still with us, the February... 2023 update to this game which brought about some stuff we talked about last time but now we have the actual details and some ambuscade information for all of you cool cats yeah the ambuscade thing was actually pretty surprising yeah um, it was good to learn again after failing again to learn again to fail again to learn for real yeah i went uh i went white mage to that fight and that fight was like super easy <laughs> until it wasn't until it <laughs> and wasn't. then uh and then once we figured it out it was super easy again so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now now once good. we did the trial and error, now I feel like we could just beat it. It's like a six minute fight, which is it feels maybe it's a five minute fight actually, but it uh it feels a lot better than the Moogles because you don't have to run around, you don't have to worry about accidentally dying from standing somewhere. And I I don't mind the Moogles. I know everyone hated them, but I did not mind the Moogles because, as I said last time, you just do a few of them if they're not your cup of tea to spam. Which I don't think the Moogles was a very spam friendly unless you want to reset one hours kind of ambuscade. And uh, this one is more spam friendly. It just takes about close to a little shorter than that same time so um, i think this is a good easy month but i'm sure we're going to hear about it from uh you know the smooth brain people who don't want to do basic things which not to knock down smooth brain people but 
It's really just do some basic things. They make this so you can't smooth brain it. Just it's still easy. It's all about catering to the uh, the lowest common denominator. Um, yeah. Uh, so hopefully people can actually do the sambu. Uh, honestly, like our setup was pretty medium. Like we didn't have people on like our highest DPS jobs or anything like that. Like it, it was it was like the closest thing we can approximate within the static to being like an actual regular party that you could pick up somewhere. Um, the only advantage we really had was communication, I would say, because we were all on Discord, except for the one guy that actually was a pickup. So it's definitely doable. Yeah, I mean, unless you have a pickup of a monk who's constantly skill chaining and <laughs> weapon skilling random things, then yeah, that would be more difficult. But you just kick those people and you find a new monk because there's That's plenty of monks. The funny thing about that is that wasn't even the first experience I had that day with that monk. Because I, I had to wait for him at Awoken Freke because I was getting all my silver vouchers for the objectives. Oh no. Why I watched you? him I watched him Shijin spiral Awoken Freke to death. And for those of you who don't know how Freke works, if you don't do magic damage to it, it just continuously builds resistance to physical. And I swear it took him like six minutes to kill that. So I was feeding the cats and, and doing basic stuff um, when that happened, when, when you invited them. Otherwise, I would have Me? been there to say, no, 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 no. When the group that you were witnessing <laughs> oh. invited them, I was not there. Otherwise, I would have said, no, don't invite this person. Oh, yeah. I have that monk blacklisted. So now you know why. It was pretty not good. <laughs> yep. I, I, I don't think they had me blacklisted because we zoned out after that uh, that incident. And I just said in party, uh, goodbye, thank you for coming <laughs> to the person. <laughs> goodbye, name, thank you for coming. And that was that. Was yeah. They, they left. Yeah, I mean, the reason we, we kicked him from the Ambu party like had nothing to do with, with anything aside from uh, he just did not follow instructions at all. Like, he was, like, killing things he shouldn't have. And The next person we invited, whose name escapes me, if I saw it's like a, it starts with an L. Lissandre? Yeah, if I saw Lissandre mm -hmm. again, they listened, they were good, they did their job. So thank you to Lissandre of Asura for joining our pug. Yeah, Lysander, yeah, whatever fine. carrot says, fucking Mr. Sanderson. Sure. Closest approximation I have to provide yeah. the name, I guess. If you are that Hume Corsair, then you know who you are. Who are these Corsairs? Yeah. All right. But Fox, all that aside, how yeah. are you doing? Uh, I am okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to the bank. Mid it's midterms, yeah, right. It's midterms week, part one of two, because it's on like two different weeks for some reason. Um, everything has been pretty good so far. Yeah, straight is this uh, this quarter, so everything looks good. Um, yeah, I just programmed a bank simulation that I was like debugging like right up until the show started <laughs> just now. Uh, so it's almost done, and then uh, I have like a midterm next week that's really scary because like I there's like nothing to do in the class ever. It's like the weirdest like online video lecture class ever but like last time i took the prior version of this I, I actually mentioned it on the podcast it was like one of the hardest midterms i've ever taken in my life well this is like part two of that <laughs> so we'll see um but that's coming up next week um as far as in games concerned uh, i got really lucky in a man uh, i managed to get norpheus ash drop so i'm using it in the meantime and then uh I'm going to sell it once I finish all the stuff for Calibolg and I'm going to pick up a Calibolg because it's not worth, <laughs> it's, it's not, not even close to Calibolg, being worth. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it was it was interesting like how many things i had to update in my lua i think it took up like 404 um replacement slots because like it replaced like eschen stone for some things and acuity belt for some things um in some situations well, but it was deeper than the caverns of microsoft's old website so yeah so it, it had a lot of replacements but that doesn't mean that like i'm actually seeing like a, a performance increase that's worth what it's cost so I'm definitely going to sell that thing and pick my Calpol for sure. Basically, you pours have to sell your items while I just use them. I do not have a no sash, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, but I mean, if I, I considered keeping it, but when I saw how minuscule the damage increase was, I mean, even I, I play core, but it's I, I can already hit cap damage without it. So, wow. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Death penalty. There's plenty. I mean, that, that's <laughs> that's underselling it there. I think. You cap damage, and a lot of the times you don't cap damage on hard stuff. So I wouldn't say it's true. It's not, but that, I that's mean, like the Serata Tathlum. That's a fairer comparison for Serata Tathlum than. In best case scenario, it only adds like fifteen percent damage. So like, if you really feel the need to do like, you know, nine thousand more damage on your sixty k nuke or sixty k, yeah, you know, blood and salute. By all means, pick up the Osash. I'm not yeah, but other pieces it. of gear aren't going to give you that. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's important. Sure. But for, at the end of the day, I don't care about the difference between monetarily. The, two. <laughs> the Calibolg is going to be the greater impact for what you're doing and your group's content than the Osash. Absolutely, you should definitely sell an Osash for wow. a Calibolg if you are a Dark Knight. Your group has come Dark Knight. Yeah, that's that's. But that's I mean, it's other stuff too. Like uh, I've been using it on like Subduction for Blue and uh, Alien like yeah. Edge for Dancer and. I, I don't know, like the, the the increase, like especially when it's like smaller numbers that aren't like the difference between doing cap damage or doing like eighty nine k. It's it's not enough of an increase for me to even give a shit. So I'm definitely gonna sell the thing. Um, you can take yeah, all that I'm, money to the bank, Fox. I guess it's almost gonna strictly convert straight over to uh, to an R fifteen Calibog though. Experience um, with, with critical error. Check some error. Yeah, yeah. Did it? Please rerun. Please. Okay. Bank has encountered a simulation error. Must <laughs> must close. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's about all I'm doing. Like personally, I'm I actually farmed up like half a day's worth of time, and I'm actually standing AFK in Abyssia right now while I was working on that project. Are you in Abyssia? I'm gonna get kicked out, or no? I I still have like 500 minutes uh, oh. from the last time I stocked up on time. And the the reason I did that was uh, I I couldn't remember, and I didn't bother to look up whether or not the lights campaign actually capped my ruby lights. So, oh, well, fuck it. I guess I did this for no reason. Because I, I intentionally went in here and built up all my lights to what I wanted them to be prior to this campaign so that I wouldn't have to deal with that bullshit. And that's why I'm sitting in here with, like, extra time and all that. But, oh, well, I guess I guess I should have looked it up. I mean, it doesn't matter either way because there are boxes I probably would have popped anyway. Capture Pearl, Capture Azure, and... Maybe it gives you like a hundred ebony or something, but I don't, I think it's just those two at least. I, I know it's those two. So, oh. no, whatever. I'm seeing a perfect ledge right now. Oh no, like capture that. pearl and azure, and then your your uh, amber. Uh, that's that's the three gives. It explains why I see random people wandering in and out of Mizora right now. Like, wow, who knows the comings <laughs> and goings of randos? Yeah, well, I mean, I just see a random person show up, attempt to camp heck it for two cycles, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's then another such person an shows easy up. thing to camp with lights. Just farm it with lights. It's so easy. Yeah, I just farm it with boxes and then occasionally just grab the thing if I see it up. Yeah, that, that's, that's how you're supposed to do that. Yeah. I don't care. And it's gone pretty quick. Like, I'm almost I'm almost up the lanterns. I only got, like, ten left. 
we have uh, a BG page that does detail all of these things that I had previously last year talked about how there's a big overhaul to all the zone pages and the casket farming to give explicit, exact lights and details of how to farm these things. And nope, people don't read. I guess not. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I see them parade in, then I see them parade out. I see them taco in, I see them taco out. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's sad and funny at the same time. But, yeah, just plugging away at it. I've been AFK a lot of the time, but you know, just doing a lot of busy for that. Um, that's all I got going on though. Pretty, pretty simple. Oh, I found a, I found a sweet deal on pork today, so I picked up. Uh, Did you say pork or porn? Pork, pork. Oh, okay. I thought you said no, porn is sweet, sweet, dude. A sweet deal on porn. I'm like, huh? Come yeah, again? Don't, don't, don't pay literally. for porn, man. That's free. Um, but yeah, so like pork, dude. I got like an 18 ounce loin for like three dollars. Oh shit! You know so, what you gotta do? You gotta cut that sucker open, fill it with a bunch of juicy stuffing and cranberries or whatever the shit, and then cover <laughs> it with a bunch of bacon and twine that shit together and roast that sucker. I made bulgogi, but yeah, that's also a good idea. <laughs> oh well, well, you know, whatever you made was, I'm sure you make yeah, good, you make good stuff. So. Yeah, it's okay. It's barbecue pork, but yeah, it was a it was a screaming deal though, so I was pretty stoked about that. That's the only time um, I get meat is when there's a screaming deal because I I don't really. Like I like a pork chop, but I try to like avoid meat otherwise. I'm not crazy about it. It can be good, but I, I enjoy vegetables more even then. So I, I like avoid buying it unless it's on deal and then I just have to get it because monetarily it makes sense. When possible I try to eat mostly fish, but um Same. Yeah, but but the problem is is like where I live right now, it's we're not coastal and I know that things are shipped just fine nowadays, but like the fish at the grocery store always looks hella sketchy. And there aren't many options, so I just don't really get it very often. Uh, you, where I am hey, right now, so. you call this a Bronzino? <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Do you even but, have Bronzino? Uh, sometimes I deal with Frozen. No. No. We got Bronzino here. You got Red Snapper then? Uh, no. Ah, oh, that's no, like, like, standard. like No, dude, there's there's almost nothing. There's like there's like frozen halibut fillets, and then there's like frozen tuna steaks, and that's like the best fish that I could get. I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. Uh, yeah. You know, I've always told people I have to live in a coastal state slash country. I cannot do opposite. Well, I may live in a coastal state, but my coastal state's a lot broader than yours. <laughs> this is true, but you're in like the non. You've crossed over from the coastal state to a. Because like, I, I, like I, I basically live in a desert right you've now. You've gone over so. the mountains or through them. <laughs> yeah. They probably made a tunnel. You don't like. You didn't hike with a mule and a fucking. Oh no! Oh no! We go. There. No, no, no. You go over the summit. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure to a certain extent, but I'm not saying you're not. There's not, When you take a picture or you picture like when a helicopter is flying over the, the, the mountains or something, you see like snow covered tips or something. There's no there's no your car is not like <laughs> super up there. Yes, you're you're not. Yeah. But I mean, even even like if you go up to mountains and stuff like the summit isn't even listed as like the very tip of the mountain, even though that's what you describe it as. Like usually the summit is like this landing area and you can see the tip of the mountain from the base, but it's never like the tip tip. Well, Fox, you have to measure it from the base. So, but yeah, it's uh you, you go over what's called Snoqualmie pass is, is the, is where you go on the, the mountain range here. And like you go over that summit and uh, it is, it is an interesting drive in the winter. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about all I got going on though. Like, no, nothing real exciting. Uh, had to mention that pork deal and, you know, doing cowpog. So how are you doing, man? So speaking of pork, in the What the Food channel, we have to give a shout out to Natak because he's come in more recently and he's been a big part of that What the Food channel. And he's been posting some, some fucking top quality shit in there. 
And, you know, I, I appreciate having people now in the what the food who are, uh, you know, showing what they got and whatever. I put my stuff in there tonight. I'm having a, uh, I picked up some clearance Angus, <laughs> yeah, which I made nice and rare and, and some potatoes. But I, I brought out the old, the uh, 2010 Chateau Polme, which is a uh, very nice French wine. 2010 is like a legendary vintage. So I had that with that steak. Uh, not as cool as Kokinen's Kokinen. Am I saying that right? Kokinen. Kokinen. Is that? There's a lot of ends there. There's three of them. <laughs> I have no idea. Kokinen. Like, it looks right. It looks phonetically correct. Kokinen posted a Tyrannosaurus Rex plastic mold with a <laughs> cheesecake yeah. taco in it for early Valentine's from his wife. And I gotta say, what is it like to have such an amazing wife that makes? taco cheesecake in a she's looking at me in a triceratops mold yeah she's she's glaring at me but where do you even get the triceratops mold i don't know that looks like a marshall's kind of item but i have no idea (laughs) that's something you get lucky on it was like probably a candlestick holder or something just it looks like it's an actual taco taco holder for one single taco i I mean i guess it looks like it could be used that way yeah like what? When I look at this thing here, Fox, of the Triceratops with <laughs> this, it, it's got like, like it looks like a taco shell that's been like deep fried and coated with like cinnamon and sugar or something. Like what? What is this? It's like little chocolate chips and 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 what are the marshinos? What we got? What do you got here? I mean, it makes this me is... wonder if like the cheesecake part was made from scratch because that's a bitch. I, I hate making cheesecake. You know that that that's a wife that really loves you. I mean that's. It's, 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 you know, I of course, of course, love my wife very dearly, and yeah, I, but you also don't have taco cheesecake. I also don't have taco cheesecake or a triceratops. Or <laughs> triceratops. So, no, knowing her, it'd be served up in a vaporeon. You know, if it was served up in a vaporeon, that would be tops. That'd be a triceratops. If I had to say that, that'd be yeah. that'd be wouldn't get better than that. <laughs> and I am not getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Close to Saturdays. Are they close Saturdays? That's yeah. that's unfortunate. You'll have the whole weekend to cool off. That's that's fine. <laughs> but thank you to those All two right. for the uh the What the Food channel. Speaking of uh Chateau Palme, that is from the O Medoc, which if we want to do a wine lesson, Fox, you want to do a wine lesson? Um, I don't think I have a choice, so let's do it. No, if you say no, I will not give a wine lesson. All right, let's do the wine lesson. So, Bordeaux is a famous region of winemaking in the far west of France. You may know it for its World War II uh, submarine base, or in World War I, the government was relocated there as the battle line shifted and threatened uh, the safety of keeping your entire government in Paris, which is like 75% of the fucking country. Because you have like one major city and then the rest of the country. Uh, Bordeaux has a river that runs through it. It's like a big Y-shaped. Don't need to name the rivers or anything, but they is are that known. The Bordeaux River? Uh, no, it is not the Bordeaux River. Oh. It's like the um, God. It starts with the G A O R A. It's like the Gorak River. So it's like there's another river there. Trying to, anyway, I don't. It's not my head. I don't have a map in front of me. I don't remember the fucking rivers' names. I thought the river was named after that place too. But, no, you know, okay, no, whatever. Bordeaux is the is the town, village, city, whatever it is now. I don't I, the different terms for sizes of places. Yeah, I knew it was a town. I just couldn't. Remember. 
But okay. uh, it has the river runs into a Y, and there is left bank and right bank Bordeaux. Left bank Bordeaux, which is where uh, Eau Medoc is from, is known for its Cabernet Sauvignon. It still grows uh, a Merlot and stuff too, but the Merlot is beefier there than other Merlot. Uh, so the right bank has like clay soils, which is what Merlot thrives in. So it is usually a more softer, ready-to-go kind of Bordeaux. They do make very nice bottlings there. It's not like you can't keep those. But the, the left bank that this is from is known as the, uh, you know, the place where you're going to find more beefier tannic wines kind of that are going to go to distance. So that is, that is this little wine, and I, I enjoy the left bank there. It's, um, if you want to have a little language lesson, Fox. No. Oh. I uh, I look at O because it's uh, H A U T. It's O. You don't say the the H. I look at that, and that goes to like a old language lesson of how uh, France and Germany were once uh, Germanic under Charlemagne. Da, da da da. And they are Germanic languages, sort of. I mean, it's it's France is a Romance language because of the Romans. But in German, uh, Hoch is high, and Ho. Or O in French is a uh, high, but they're just H A U T and H O C H O C T. But you say the H in German, so they both mean high. So that is the high part of the Medoc. So that is that is your language lesson there. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, um, shut up, carrot. <laughs> oh, she said his yikes. <laughs> I don't know. I like nerding out online. That's you know. That's certainly occurred. <laughs> Maybe we'll just cut. Respecting the listeners' time. Respecting the listeners' time. Maybe we'll just cut it. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Did you know about all medal? So you're throwing off my groove, Sorry, Carrot. I, you know what's really I have bad? To listen to this as well. What do you mean you have to listen? Oh, you're next to me. That's why. You know, no one told you to sit there. There are other rooms in this place. You could. <laughs> other rooms. There's other rooms. <laughs> There's other rooms in this place. So, speaking of, got neighbors who decide they want to do renovations to the place next door, which has not had anything done to it since the 80s when it was made or whatever. And, uh, you know, at 1130 at night, they're uh, banging on the walls. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not acceptable. This is, uh, you know, as they say, this is a uh, Ruhrzeit. And you don't make noise during Ruhrzeit which is the calm time. It's illegal to make noise during the calm time. And I'm sure there's rules against making noise at 1130 at night by banging on walls because you're doing renovations. And that's my new neighbors. That's, uh, that's who I'm sharing a wall with. Meanwhile, so in game, we recently did Nguy V25. That was good. We did. That was a fun time. When the video is already on the YouTube, I still put those out. I still have not gone back to put out as I promised I would and still will. The other episode videos, those will come. Uh, but the, I think I fight felt a lot easier than Columbo for some reason. Well, yeah, because it felt like... It seemed it, like less could fuck you is, is what it was. Well, like, when you're buffed up, placement. yes. Because the first yeah. time we went in, we just died immediately from Mighty Strikes and, you know, we changed to a Geo right away. <laughs> right. First time we went in, we had a Red Mage and we said, no, that is not going to work. But that is how Vellner did it. But when I watch Vellner, I'm like, this just, I'm watching this and this feels bad. It's not a bad way to do it. Any way you win that. I was on Red Mage. It felt real bad. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Any way you win is not a bad way. But when I watch yeah. certain ways, they just look really uh, arduous. They're just, just painful sometimes. I'm like, oh, the time is a problem now. This, this Red Mage is not, 
not needed in my opinion, but you can do it with that and the Red Mage can contribute. So it is a viable way. I think the way for that was V20 and earlier. I don't think Red Mage is a place in, in Guy at V25. But you can still do that and it can control ads, but we just had a puppet and a puppet can do it all. Yeah. Including killing your white mage in the back line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so that's the limitation of pup in that is I can't stop what I'm doing with the puppet in this fight because it just, normally you can, that's no problem, but you need the other rest of the party to coordinate with you when they have the ad to bring it to a good spot for the puppet to hold it. And then when the white mage has it, they need to also be doing that, but they're focusing on the party. So what happens is it doesn't work out properly. And then it's on the white mage, even when it's no longer hitting the white mage, it's in range of doing stuff to them. So that's, that becomes, that becomes the problem, but we still did it even though the white mage died at 5%. And that was <laughs> when you're at 5% of the guy and your white mage has eaten the dirt. You're like, no, no, I'm going for it. Fuck this, I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to weapon skill. I'm, I'm doing this. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, 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 3%. Oh, 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 what am I going to die? Oh, the 1%. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, 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 don't lose. I don't know. Like, even even when he died, like, he, 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 and guy was, like, nice to us at that point. It was like, it he was. got his blood, and then, <laughs> yeah, there was no, there, it, like, I, like, there wasn't, like, this picture of a whole bunch of, it's in the video, like, it wasn't this picture of, like, a whole bunch of people at, like, 2% HP, just, like, squeezing through the fight. Like, the white mage is the only one who died. <laughs> and then we just kind of finished it up. But that's a, that's a, that was actually fun, though. Like, I, I actually got to enjoy, uh, to melee on geo that that felt pretty good that actually. was a thrill and you did, usually it doesn't you did 14 percent of the parse on geo and let me tell you we absolutely needed every bit of that as you saw yeah when the white mage is down you were four percent without that 14 percent you contributed oh that's a loss there's no i mean the white mage it also helps, along, but like like it may be 14 percent of the parse but it also helps reset the weapon skills uh, the weapon skill wall for you guys too yes that was important even though i started rotating between raging and howling without your bolster on raging was not better with it on raging was very good but i mean howling was still the premier weapon Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, like uh it just and guy the entire time just like felt like it wasn't a clusterfuck. Kalunga had this like clusterfuck feel to it. Uh maybe it's all the knockback. Yeah, we had a better spot like, just for Ngai because we could keep it there without having to worry about the fetters because you can't evade the fetters and in by distance. So it's yeah. it's easier to keep the fetters off of Ngai and his aura. The auras are what make the mobs go crazy. So Procking him all at once like that keeps it off right away. You could even possibly, if he's casting, have his feathers never show up. Kalunga, you have to do multiple steps, go chains on. So those feathers are just beating everyone up that whole time. And that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. So that, that makes it feel more clunky. And and there's the weakness and everything on Kalunga. He just he just has the worst things going on there. And his ads are, are I would argue, a little worse. Mm-hmm. So his ads are a lot worse. Like the the crabs, the like back. they will kill you, but yeah, they don't have the knockback. They don't have like the stun. Sundering snip can still kill you, but the puppet oh, yeah, yeah. is out of range. It's not. A, it's a narrow range. It's like ten yams or something. I don't. Don't quote me on ten yams, but I think it is a narrow range like that. Yeah, it's it's very small. No more than fifteen. In fact, uh, yeah, I know it's small because I've ranged it on rune when tanking armor cribs. Like, I, I say, I, I tank it like Yogi Galorum. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're and we're fighting Zebioso now and. Yeah, we're gonna honestly that. that that fight that fight feels even better than end guy honestly but the we like derped on that last run like every it felt like everyone just like stopped remembering how to play their jobs <laughs> yeah we took a bit i guess sometimes that happens after groups, you know? after our amazing progress forward i'm like oh we did end guy this is great because those pants fox those those, <laughs> those bloody pants, pants are so good uh, so new trousers are in the dumpster now those are those yeah. those basically only have a place on puppet master now if i'm trying to make a 
paper set, which isn't really paper for Pup because Pup wears several pieces of Empaka with those pants. So that's... I still keep Senua, but um, well, I'm almost use... never no, on Dancer. I know it's better on Dancer. I must. Uh, what? Um, not not really. No, I like Senua for Dancer because it's store TP and three triple and two and three double. Yeah, but you got That's five fine. triple here and hardiness and crit and PDL. Yeah, you can get hardiness elsewhere. Yeah, you can get if STP you really need hardiness, like you always have. Uh, you can get more multi tech in this slot, and you have you have big STP in other slots like your feet. You also have fan dance, so like it's it's not like being on other jobs they could wear some new tights. Like some new tights are almost a strict upgrade all the time for that job. But uh, like I'm almost never not in a DT set. It's like not the best way to say that. So since I'm almost always rocking a DT set, I almost always have the Galetti's legs on. Like uh, for the Zevioso fight, um, I was sitting there trying to like piecemeal together something that I actually liked with DT because like trying to use the Galetti's pants is kind of awkward because they only have like five haste on them. And I was looking at the set and I was looking at the set and I'm like, man, what the fuck? And then finally, I come back to the fucking meme that's on Galetti's knife and it has 2% haste on it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm good. Because <laughs> that 2% haste was exactly how much haste I needed to be at 25. So, yeah, I, I was. I, uh, the first thing I want to farm is fucking Galetti's points because that knife, that yeah, body, those legs, the body. even the head for Dancer Blue. I mean, those are yeah. those just pieces, man. Those are pieces. Oh, yeah. I, I want to finish upgrading the counter set for Dancer. That's for sure. I already had the head at 25, so I'm pretty good, but. Hands too. Hands are fine. Like hands are great. I, I don't think the I don't think the hands are as good on a lot of jobs as like the mulligans is. Like you have mulligans option, you should probably just wear mulligans. But yeah, Andrew Goons are great. So I, I like them on a job like Thief. They're better than mulligans for DPS. So yeah, sure. You get some crit rates and PDL. Yeah, if and PDL is well, applicable. Just the uh, <laughs> the STP with the crit rate and the PDLs is, is secondary. But the crit rate on a job that is crit bonus and multi attacks, the crit rate really the white damage really helps, especially if you're using Empyrean, so. Yeah, like, if I had a, uh, a Toshtar, it would 100% be in my uh, in my melee set on Dancer, that's for sure. But I use Malignant's Gloves because it's just not really worth it for me. Basically, they were, for me, uh, once you get v, uh, R25 on Gladys Gauntlets for Thief, they were oh. they were a strict up to upgrade from Adamar Gauntlets on that job, based oh. on my other pieces. Uh, on Beastmaster, I use them for Farsha AM3, so yeah. I forgot about that. Because the store TP there is better than malignants at that point. It's really the, not store TP, but the the crit rate. With all know. these pieces, they're all good in their own right. Like uh, talking about malignants having a bunch of store TP compared to it's not that much above gluddies, but it's how the threshold you're at with the rest of your gear and how other pieces mm -hmm. of gear. Like these are all good pieces in their own. It's when they yeah yeah I keep saying better, but you guys don't know yeah. the rest of the set. And the yeah, rest what, of the set is really cohesive with it. So when they go in a set completely, that's when they really make a difference. So everyone really, the, the greatest sin of Final Fantasy, I'm sure you've said something that's affected before, Fox, you've been a prime component of putting it in better succinct terms, but the greatest sin of Final Fantasy XI is comparing one piece of gear to another piece of gear when it's really just one piece of a set. On its own, yeah. that's a great way to compare something. It's like, I'm going to replace my item mark on this, this, but when you have a whole set going on, that might not be the case completely anymore. Yeah, yeah. I still wear item mark outlets. But it depends on what's going on in the rest of my set. Like, I have DT sets with Adamar Gauntlets in it. But basically, if that's going to happen for me, Adamar Gauntlets or the Adamar wristbands are like the only piece, and everything else is DT, at which point I'm really value valuing the triple attack and store TP. Like, you having one week slot won't make or break a DT set. But if you're like the, if you're like the tanking focus for the fight, 
So like if I'm on Dancer versus Zevioso, no, I'm not going to be wearing Adamar hands. But if I know I'm going to get incidental damage or maybe I have to solo a mob and like it's not a high-end tanking focus type fight, it's perfectly fine to wear Adamar wristbands. Just don't wear the whole Adamar set like a dumbass. <laughs> I've and really moved fun. away, Fox, even from the Adamar yeah. head. Uh, oh yeah, Adamar head. Yeah. Adamar body, I've gotten rid of Unblue Mage. I just wear Gladys harness with augments and then wear um, a dual wield earring with the uh, Ricky Yotai. I no longer wear Adamar body. Because you're okay. going to get a little more DPS out of Adamar body and bonnet, but you're also going to be frail as fuck and get enfeebled as fuck and die more often. So it's just, I've completely moved away from that. I've started just replacing Adamar bonnet with um, with uh, Malignant's head, even though I know I'm losing a little DPS. It's just a much better option for what's going on. And DPS is always so good anyway that I'm just being an active detriment now. If I'm getting beat up, getting enfeebled, uh, you yeah. know, getting killed, I just just kind of ditch that Adamar bonnet because it's also missing accuracy, which has been more of a problem for certain ambuscades, certain endgame content. And I just want to be able to not care about my offhand, not having accuracy sometimes. I just, getting rid of Adamar bonnet has been, I think, an overall improvement to the, you know, off the spreadsheet, an improvement to the gameplay I'm mm-hmm. in my performance. On the spreadsheet, it's a, it's a negative. So I'm not, I, I really think the spreadsheet's wrong when I it tells me to wear this because I just don't think that's going to be the best situation, especially for the different weapons I'm using. It just, there's a lot going on there. Just how much damage is getting shit on you or like how many debuffs are happening. So like you still have to make a judgment call, you know? And just and the that's, fact that's the moral it, it really, the where I use the threshold of my TP is what the spreadsheet's basing it off of. And a lot of times it just doesn't happen that way. So, Oh, that's true. Especially in dual wheel jobs. Yeah. Dual wheel jobs. Sometimes you'll get like, sometimes you'll have to get that extra, that extra round in. You don't even realize because you have like two hands with like variable multi attacks each. And then there's some situations where, Maybe you have to reposition, like if you're a thief. Um, there's situations on Dancer where, like, it it's beneficial for me to wait two seconds to get the Presto uh, box step off for the additional damage. Like, there's all sorts of situations where you would store more TP than an optimal threshold on a on a spreadsheet, and you know, you just got to make that call. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't count on don't count on even actually. in the thief spreadsheet based on the rest of the gear I have um, at a cap attack the PDL for the v20 r25 gladys pants was coming out ahead without it obviously it was not but at uh r30 it just completely replaced gladys and i'm like wow that really all right we completely replaced some new i'm like wow that really uh that extra triple attack just does it i guess because the job is triple attack damage bonus i couldn't say it works the same for dancer so i know it does weigh heavily on certain things thieves doing because i have other triple attack damage pieces yeah there's a triple attack damage bonus for yeah dancer, that's for sure. so. we, we get critical attack bonus like we get that stuff but I think we do anyway, but Maybe. it's not nearly. As you, you don't get triple attack yeah. bonus like a thief does. Yeah, yeah, it's like I was, yeah, like I was saying, it's not nearly as pronounced. <laughs> Being on <laughs> thief for Zevioso though, and then now playing dancer, it feels mm-hmm. a lot different on dancer than I thought it was going to be. And thief, well, you haven't really. Well, 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 I'm wearing a <laughs> similar gear set because I just copy pasted my Lua and changed. Okay, it's a I very can see similar that. gear that. set. But it's um, it's just the lack of the extra triple attack and other options that I wear on Thief for Thief-related gear like the AF body or the Relic feet. Um, yeah. And not having to care about Adamar Bonus and like that. Or even if I do, it's really good. But, I mean, just the job itself and cool. the way TP gain feels and the way everything else feels. I know that Thief's very undersold, but I think Thief really... I think Thief's undersold too. I, I personally hate Thief, but that's my personal bias. Well, you, you, like you I saw do the not performance like performance on Zevioso was higher than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes, 
Um, in fact, what you just described is is basically the difference in our damage. Like I was actually looking at uh, at the parses afterwards and stuff, and we're basically identical in almost all things, except you have like double the weapon skill frequency I do. And a lot of that is because like a dancer has to provide steps and stuff. And then also there's the differences in the TP sets, like you're saying, because you have more triple attack, you know. You, I was using MP, you have, um, you Mythic Weapon too, so. Um, yeah, you're using AM3, you know, I'm not using AM3. Like there's going to be a lot of differences there, but like in situations where you're you're doing like the same damage, if you're doing more often, then yeah, you're going to blow up a parse that way. And that's just going to be the case in that particular fight for sure. The constant multi-attacking, critting, and uh, piercing damage against that B. Really, Thief is a great DD there that I enjoy mm -hmm. going there a lot more in Dragoon because its sets are drastically better for the damage it puts out in them. Dragoon sets feel really bad there, and I'm able to properly control hate and do stuff. Yeah, I feel like if you were under Goon, you just kind of explode. That's what I felt too. And I, I felt like me being able to take hate from people with Collaborator and then not care that I'm holding hate on Thief and, and not be a detriment by dying. Because if you die, it's over. I don't want to spam runs. I want to live and beat it. And and damage isn't yeah. so bad that you can't take a Thief. Even if Dragoon did more damage, which it should, but even if it did, just being able to evade magically on Thief while not changing my sets much. Just Thief feels like a great DD for Zebioso and just people don't gear Thief for it, unfortunately. Yeah, and the, the collaborator thing, like uh, the accomplice collaborator, I think you're just using collaborator though. Um, that actually is quite good when it comes to like the zombie, because like you hear you hear people say that like Zebioso probably is not going to land the zombie on you if you are in magic evasion <laughs> or anything. Some people say that. Let let me tell you, like i i have my dance I have my dancer geared out like a walking fortress for that fight, and I and almost all times have like 700 magic evasion on. And I still get hit with zombie. So no, that's 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 wrong. You absolutely will get that landed on you. And having someone there to take hate from you if you go into the red is is absolutely fantastic. Like it keeps you alive. So you may not be healing anybody, but it's still good, especially if the if like the thief is situationally aware, you know, that sort of thing. Otherwise, Fox, I've been mm -hmm. uh, I finished my Heime no Epos for the morning with breakfast. So now I have to move on to something else I can watch. So I've been watching I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh man, I so I started watching season one when that first came out, and I, started I watching thought season that, one that now show too. was hilarious. And then, um, like I'd say, probably seventy percent ish through season one, I just stopped watching. It. I don't know why. That just happens sometimes. But I maybe been, I'll go back. To it. I've been enjoying just uh, the the prettiness of it and the uh, the lightheartedness of it and yeah. the the everything I have is op in this video game I'm logging into kind of stuff. It's uh, it's not like an isekai. It's just like it is an isekai, it's, but it's not. Like there's well, no, there's, there's, no there's no yeah, truck. There's no truck. They log into a game and like their life doesn't really matter much outside of the game. They just log into it and yeah. that's that's it. Yeah, like it was, it's it has a good formula for the show. Like you said, it's it's, it's it is lighthearted. Um, I do remember that specifically, and the show is actually funny. Like I remember actually laughing during it. So um yeah, I, I almost forgot all about that one. Like I, I think about that one like every like three or four months, I'm like, oh yeah, I should I should go back and finish that show, and I just never do, and that's a shame. So maybe I will go back and and watch that. Otherwise, in, funny you start watching that though. in Jersey traffic news, yeah, it was just there, and I'm like, you know, what? let's just try yeah. this. And I, I like, right. I don't have anything but a thumbnail to go off. Of. I'm like, I'm like, I guess they look happy in this thumbnail. Let's see this. I'm like, I read the title, and I'm like, well, that, that's a title. I like this title. Let's let's watch this. And uh, shows a series of precious moments. Yeah, it is. And a book by its cover, it worked out. So when you have an incredibly long title, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max it my defense. There you go. 
What, yeah. what happens, Fox? We put every single point. Being a light novel. What if we put every. <laughs> what if we put every single point into vitality, and that's it. And that's that's what that story is. Clearly, that's what we should all do in this game too. That's what we should do. <laughs> Just all the gear. In Jersey traffic news, I'm coming home, and there's a turn off of the highway to get onto the I don't know what you call the overpass road that runs uh, perpendicular to the highway, but goes passes over it. There's the the ramp off of it. Uh, uh, shall we say a hoopty? has uh, broken down on the ramp, stopping all traffic. I'm driving by, but someone wants to, either they know them, they're trying to help or whatever, wants to help this person. So it's two lanes, and then that one off one goes to a stop sign and merges with the two lanes to the overpass road Mm -hmm. that I'm on. And suddenly, everyone starts hitting their brakes and and like ripping left, like like they're trying to avoid an accident. Someone who's trying to either know them or help them, this car stopped in the ramp, stalled out, like this fucking 90 one Corolla that looks like it's been beat with a fucking bat and it just looks like it should be, you know, compacted somewhere and forgotten the thing so bad has stopped. And someone decided in their brand new car, they're going to just stop in one of the lanes and put their hazards on to block all traffic and just stop to go help this person by getting out of their car and standing there. (laughs) So everyone's trying to avoid ruining this car that's now stopped in the lane of traffic and it's cutting over, and just everything is now in disarray. So, and then out of the rearview mirror, I start seeing the, the cop lights lighting up, and I'm like, "Oh, there you go. That's a ticket. <laughs> that's that's two tickets, right? That's easy tickets." Jeez. They couldn't even pull in front of them the stalled car to not be in the way of traffic. They just had to stop all traffic. <laughs> I'm gonna get in my car. Hello, person stalled out. Can I like wish your car worked again? Let me do that. But everyone's everyone's screeching on their brakes and ripping over. I'm just like, what is going on? Surprised someone actually like, tried to help somebody else out. Uh, I assume they knew him, so maybe fucking Jersey trip. Uh, it's it's bad all the time, man. Just fucking shit happens all the time. You know, listen to stop signs, the fucking Jersey slide, we call it. Uh, otherwise, uh, Cat's Eye, I've now reached level 56. I've done my limit break, my black mage is progressing. Still can't get fucking weather to spawn for my bag of seeds in the curler's nest. And I think otherwise, that's about it. I've been, I've been working on various things in the wiki, still updating different zone pages and trying to make certain AF stuff or random quests I'm coming across because of the private server work. And that's that's about that. So the update has happened. And Fox, we talked about a lot of it last time is why we get to mess around now. But we did. the pet stuff dropped, I guess we can start with. Yeah, Um so the uh, so we were able to figure out like how much physical evasion we got, and I think a lot of people are assuming that that's how much magic evasion you get. I don't want to know what kind of special hell it's going to take to uh, to test pet magic evasion, but that's going to be a thing. Um, but the physical evasion looks like it's like plus fifty. Uh, at, well, it at scales. Front. So it, yeah, it scales to plus fifty. I think it's one twenty one um, or one twenty two of the pet um, for beast yeah. is when you get the fifty plus. It's less than that for the other levels. Yeah, it's like plus three so, for the first two levels or something. Yeah, it scales up to that amount. Um, I mean, I'll just I'll if it's fifty magic evasion, I'll take it. <laughs> like I'll take any magic evasion. At I this think point. it should be higher. That's why I can't assume it's fifty because fifty you already have plenty of physical evasion. Just increasing it a bit makes sense. But the magical evasion was so low slash non-existent, whatever it might have been before that it, it, fifty would be way too low. But if any, I mean, as I, as you said, I'll take it. So yeah. It is better than none. <laughs> so I can never be sad that they're going to add things to the job that can potentially help, even if, you know, in some situations it won't. It's not like I'm tanking, like, level 150 fights with pets. So let's kind of keep it in perspective. Like, you're going to bring those those pets to specific fights. 
Um, it would be great if it made a difference between against even you know V twenty Embos maybe. Um, but you know, I'm, I won't hold my breath. I think evading um, physical TP moves potentially, depending on the pet you're using, or if Run Wild's on, would be the big determinant. Would be cool, yeah. Uh, or just you know throwing it into a Wave three Halo or something would be cool. Yeah. Did you see the values? Yeah. Uh, the values for uh, the beetle, uh, Falkirk, the uh, day zero there tested the beetle and the Lucani, the ladybug. That's not three star. Oh, for how much evasion uh, they get Angelina. Yeah. He tested them. Yeah. Did you see them? Yeah. I think it hit like 1400 something. Uh, so the Lucani under run wild into the change was like 1538 evasion, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that sounds right. Fucking ridiculous. I'm going to pull That's it up. because run wild is a fucking ridiculous ability, dude. It's, it's, it has like SP power level. So what it does is for the next five minutes, your pet gets plus 25% to like basically everything. It's like 25% attack, 25% magic accuracy bonus, 25% evasion bonus, 25% accuracy bonus, um, like plus 25 magic attack bonus, I think. I, I could pull it up. I like, but it, it's absolutely crazy. And plus, the, the plus twenty five percent evasion though, um, that's what's carrying a lot of that there. And uh, yeah, you know, you stack that with the pet's ability to give itself the evasion boost, and and you can get some crazy things at the end of the day. So with Rhino Guard on the Horn Beetle before the update mm-hmm. at level one twenty one, it was just nine oh two evasion. Now it's nine fifty two. But before, with Rhino Guard on, it was 11.27, which is not enough to evade, really, but maybe the fodder of Omen or something. Really low. Yeah. Uh, but now it's uh, 11.90, which is a lot closer. You're going to have a non-floored evasion rate, and you're going to have maybe, I would guess, 70-ish percent or 60-ish percent evasion rate against Omen mobs in general. Not the Transcendent, but that's pretty good. But then with Run Wild on, you have 14.48 with Rhino Guard. Yep. Otherwise, just, uh, he doesn't have a non... He didn't say... So he has plus Rhino Guard and he's plus Run Wild. I don't know if they're combining the two, but that 1448 is very high. And that Beetle has like 5400 plus HP too. Yeah. Let's not forget that. And if you have Familiar on, it has even more. Um, So yeah, you can do a lot of cool things with it. And then like you can also, as the Master, transfer Emanity directly to your pet too. So uh, while it doesn't work the best as far as like Emanity retention is concerned, because there's issues there... um, you can still like put mobs that you don't want to deal with on the master onto your pet and you know use cooler sets with that. The Luke- and the, the beetle itself is actually super useful because it has that defense down that's pretty massive. And on top of like a powerful TP attack that it uses at the same time, like Rhino Wrecker is crazy. Oh, it is. I'm gonna talk about Rhino Wrecker in a bit because I'm looking at the thread here. If you want to, do you want yeah. to see the thread? Uh, yeah. Um, I was actually looking on my phone earlier. Because people yeah, people were using Rhino Wrecker and posting the damage because they also raised the PDF of the pets. I'm linking you. Double the PDF of the pets double. And they're saying that they didn't touch the range PDF, but it also looks like that's not the case for Pup. So I don't know if there's some some oversight somewhere or something. When yeah, it comes we, to... we wouldn't know like as Beastmasters if the range stuff. Well, no, they were saying like leaf, they were leaf Dagger or some nonsense. There's like a couple Beast range ones that... But yeah, like seeing some of these Tegminas is pretty cool. Um, as far as like what's posted... Like, like, for example, I see this uh, by Odin.Demhar guy. He posted, like, 40k Tegmina uh, buffets. Um, you, you, I was doing that before, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe. But look at the, look at the, the uh, Lucani's saying evasion. He's to 32k, so it's like an 8k increase. The Lucani's evasion with nothing on, not even run wild, is 1281, which caps against all omen mobs uh transcendent and normal fodder so if you're a beastmaster who's new to the job farming cards you can just send your lucani in and not use mm-hmm. 
a tank trust that's going to die. Valerial is just going to AoE and die a whole pack. You can set it into a... You can also just use the Grasshopper and cleave everything, but if you're trying to do objectives and want to hold mobs or something and don't want to worry about aggro or whatever's going on, you can set it into a whole group of mobs and just tank them all at Captivation while you pick them off or something. And then, of course, the Run Wild there is 1548 Evasion. You could tank Wave 3 with that. You could just have that hold all the tank three st Wave 3 stuff in Diversions or something. That's That's a ridiculous evasion. It's pretty good, especially since you can also just like stack that with 87.5 defense too, or PD or DT, you know, because Ridiculous. There's, yeah, no gear yeah, like the, the beast pets specifically don't have like a lot of stuff you stack on them except for DT. Like you don't actually need to put haste on them like you do with a puppet because the pet's not tied to to that. <laughs> like you can just issue commands and it does them. The so. critical hit damage bonus they talked about giving last update we talked about is just 8%, which is I'll take it. That's nice. Yeah, seems great. <laughs> But yeah, there's some crazy screenshots. Like Falkirk has a screenshot of an 84k Tegmina Buffett against a wild rabbit. 84k. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fucking 84k. There's 43k Penapex. And like the bird, uh, the Aegis bird, the uh, the Tolfair, it's really, really good. Like I was doing crazy things with it in that uh that locust party we were in with with Beastmaster where I was uh where I was on Beastmaster and I was on Splitter on uh on Swooping Frenzy. Mm -hmm. Um Pentapec historically has not been really that great now <laughs> like it, it usually did like yeah it usually did like maybe 15 maybe 20k and now it's doing like 43k it's apex bats you know well, this, and is, so this is from sean gear an auction house and it says nothing extensive but goddamn and he posts three pentapex for 37k 37k and 43k yeah i mean i can't wait to live in the magical christmas land where i'm on beastmaster and like someone else has access to geo that isn't me and i actually get to do the shit with it and, and fox i couldn't imagine having having like pet rolls plus geo like that would be that'd be so crazy i was gonna say they even had a context <laughs> they said they had a geo in core but weren't pdf capped yeah. and then they go even here they had tickling tendrils was an easy 30k against apex bats with geo and core and rhino record was around 35k and tickling tendrils 30s as well Tickling tendrils is crazy being at 30k, by the way, because you can just spam that. that that's, that's a one charge move. And I think so. Falkirk on the next page was posting. There's something recently I saw where he was saying that certain things are TP, um, uh, FTP replicating. Yeah, TP yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've, known, we've known which ones those are. That guy just wasn't paying attention. Uh, I, I read that part. Yeah, the sweeping gouge, tickling tendrils, shawl brush, panapack, wing slap, pecking flurry. Yep. Uh, yeah, we've known about that. Uh, that's actually like the, one of the main reasons why you use Aimer AM3, especially with the, with the Warthog, because uh, the Roz, because sweeping gouge is ridiculous with its defense down and plus FTP rotation. But you see that Penapec there getting an extra 7k damage, that's definitely for multi-hit proc. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It only works with FTP transfer like that, without even testing. Mm -hmm. You can just see that drastic difference has to be. Yeah, but the, the multiplier is, is definitely welcome. Like if I need to babysit a pet, I want a good return and uh, to give us a, a better potential upside if we're buffed properly. It sounds fantastic. So I, I really want to see if this can actually be applied to something useful. And even if it can't, I mean, just dicking around on beast and doing cool numbers is always neat too. So it, you know, it applies to pup too because uh, pups are also doing more damage now too. And it's just nice to see beastmasters and pups who, as themselves before, were like, you know, these guys aren't warriors. They're not. They're not dark knights or samurais or anything, but they or did monks. okay. They're not monks, yeah. yeah. But now with the pet, actually, before it was like, yeah, the pet's kind of like a bit of an anchor. The pet being able to do damage now, it didn't have to be amazing damage. It just had to be better combined damage. It definitely qualifies that. So before we even eventually talk about in the future when I 
mess around on pop or we talk about someone messing around on pop using evasion or anything else that changed from this or how good the magic evasion might be. I haven't done anything on it to see how good it might be. Like, I think the first thing I want to see is a fetter, but I can't do a scientific test of before and after against a fetter now. But I remember yeah. it just getting destroyed without Steam Jacket. It probably still would, but uh, seeing how much damage it takes, if it was a drastic reduction, I would know the magic evasion was cranked. But just having yeah. all these things on pet jobs that needed it, I mean, Summoner even too. Summoners being able to do more damage is great too because that's something we've always talked about how someone contributes and can do put out damage too. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't expected either. Like just the fact that this is on their radar and it's it doesn't seem like it's something that people like bitch directly at them about just tells me that hey, it's cool they're looking out for like this this obvious gap in uh in what needs to be enhanced for the game. So like it doesn't feel like, you know, the the same kind of power level that like job specific adjustments got, you know, back when they were doing that a couple of years back. But it starts to feel like it's like back down that alley, like they're revisiting some of the stuff. And just the fact that they're do- they seem to be doing it on their own um, tells me that that they're like taking things to account that should be in their radar. So that, that's it's really cool that uh, we just kind of got this out of nowhere. I mean, it's very good, though just because they didn't overdo it. So it wasn't expected, but they didn't overdo it and they didn't underdo it because it just been like a worthless change, like, oh, we're adding evasion to the pets and no one would give a fuck. But the other stuff that wasn't expected uh, in the capacity it was, getting PDF that was already hired in a player is doubled now is really gives you a reason to, like, I would worry that people are going to abuse pet jobs is probably what SD also worried too. But yeah. at the same time, they already abuse everything else. Does it really matter? I mean, they would just add certain things but i don't think pet jobs are as easy to abuse as how powerful dds have become in this game and how powerful skill chains and i mean not that you couldn't skill chain with pets but just i mean it's it's really just the way players can be immune to all uh stuff with either perfect defense or proper buffs that pets still don't get i still think there's no based on the end game mods we have now and how crucial buffs are and how damage is not the problem it's it's just living i don't think pets because without certain buffs these pets just still die I don't think it's really going to be that abusable. So I think SC did well here to not overshoot it in terms of offensive power and defensive power here. So they just gave a needed buff that uh, brings these pet jobs back into line. Oh. It's better than they thought it would be. I'll tell you, though, I feel re- I feel even more sad that I cannot convert at least Naomi body and legs over to the pet jobs of Fat D because yeah. I really want to be able to use like maximum shit with this. Who's <laughs> laughing at Eric's now? Oh my god! Yeah, like it really sucks that I have so many jobs. Like, uh, if I was only a beastmaster, I would have Path D. Uh, actually, I can't even say that because, like, it's still really good for the main job too. Like, uh, they really, they really should do something about that should because I and B in a in a D and C path. The other problem that I still have is that while I do a ready move on beast, like I have to switch into like Valorous gear still. I'm still using Taeon gear and popping. How bad that the Rao gear feels? You just die. And Micho. <laughs> and our and guy clear. I ran up forgetting my pet set was on. I was fighting in round gear and was getting beat the fuck up. I almost cost us that winning run. Oh, oh yeah, at the very start. <laughs> I remember that. But yeah, it it it, it sucks because like now like we still want to catch up with the gear a little bit. I'm glad that we have a lot of accuracy and a lot of accuracy that's tied to DT. That's yeah. really cool. That was the but like getting like multi attack stats or uh, really just multi attack and attack stats. Like that would be great. I don't think it's asking for a lot either. I would go for an Alluvian Skirmish 2.0, like like just redo sure. it, because that gear still exists in a capacity for certain jobs. It's been replaced in its primary capacity of being used for a dual wield or just DPS gear or something like that, like it was. 
but it's still that good that you can't replace it for pets and mages still. So they just might as well make it a little updated so that it's not bad to wear anymore so you don't just die in it. Just update the defensive stats on it. I mean, that's really all I want on it. I still have sets that use Taeyeon dual wield feet. Oh, no. Yeah, there there are still sets that exist that have it. For those who don't know the stats of Taeyeon feet, what is it, like 4% or 3% of the feet, and you can add like 5% on top of it or something silly? Yes, so it's like like 9 dual wield. It's it's a lot for one slot. It's a lot for one slot. On on jobs that don't get like core or something like that. Yeah, it, it sucks, but there there is still reasons to have like two, maybe even th- up to three pieces. But I would I would never exceed two in any particular set because you want it just to... depends on like what slot you're trying to slide around, really. But the the feeder the feeder is still pretty good. Like I, I I would still advocate for people using the town feet. Just be mindful of the fact that you're turned in like your foot slot is made out of paper if you're using them. So adjust accordingly. Your Adamar gloves. So you you want yeah. slots that have a lot of dual belts, so you can have other slots be defensive. So you can maximize other slots. Yeah. So that way you don't have to like cram dual wield over like four pieces of gear and you get like a slot refund basically is the way I look at it. And Otherwise, five. Sucks. Oh, go ahead. No, go on, I was, go ahead. I, I, well, I mean, you mentioned the Rekiotai before too, and I really like Rekiotai. It's just the, the problem is, is I also like using like a derby belt, like a, a Win Buffett plus one. Only because in switching it over to like where I need elemental resistance, it's an easy replacement slot. So like you just you just drop carrier sash in there. Whereas like a lot of the times like your JSC neck is good enough that you don't really want to replace it over that to where like Warder's Charm. Even the Warder's Charm a lot of the time is better. So it's like it's those kind of considerations that are kind of awkward, Personally, especially when it comes to dual wheel. I really like the position belts are in in this game. I think the belts are really well balanced in terms of yeah. you have a great dual wheel store TP accuracy belt versus mm-hmm. a accuracy store tp double attack deck strength belt in the kentarch and then you have mm-hmm. the selfie belt for just multi-attack no accuracy and like those belts mm-hmm. compared to then the defensive belt those belts the the three dps ones especially and the win buffet for certain jobs if you want to allow and don't need accuracy yeah, not, not on every job <laughs> yeah uh or don't need haste or whatever or the uh Iosuka belt Iosuka mm-hmm. belt what the fuck it is um like those feel very balanced for the slot that they're in but yeah it's just it's also a vital slot for your elemental affinity too and and on some jobs like yeah it gets really awkward is like my biggest problem i would like to see like an earring with like all elemental affinities on it or something i would like to see it be a hard choice like a back back, yeah well i don't know like back doesn't feel like that much of a hard choice anymore well i mean you lose you lose either hp or dt or count whatever you have in your back slot the back slot can be a lot of dt it's almost a visible slot worth of stats yeah yeah 10 double attack or 10 stp with 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 dt and and 30 accuracy and then 20 decks or something that's a big slot to lose for an accessory there's no accessory that gives accuracy like a back does but yeah i I definitely didn't want to sound like i was like coming down on rikiotai the thing is amazing like whenever i whenever people ask me about like dual wield tiers on ninjas you know stuff like that um, I always tell them to go for pieces that have both store TP and dual wield on them at the same time. And that's in the same breath. I usually mention like, like the JSE head and the JSE legs and why they're good because they have like not just dual wield, but they have extra stuff on there also. Um, like that's the sort of shit that you need to be looking at. And that's why that build is like fucking excellent. But uh, because the, the store TP makes up for the, the what you're losing off of the delay reduction. That's how dual wield works. Not going to go too far into it. But yeah, um, I, I I agree though. I think belts are in a very balanced position. Like you got you got a lot to choose from, and you got a lot to choose from on like many jobs. <clears throat> it's just 
to have to choose between changing out a belt slot or changing out a neck slot, like those are two still really important slots. Like not that and there's any slot that like isn't important, but man, I usually don't give nearly as much of a shit about my earrings um, when it comes to that stuff. And like also my rings to an extent, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I would like to see something else so that I can, you know, have it, I guess have some sort of set person well what i like about the waters charm is it doesn't have light and dark resist all but the belt does yeah. so i like those choices where you have yeah. everything but light and dark as elemental and you like can uh, choose between the carriers mm-hmm. or the engraves belt uh session belt and then the waters yeah. charm can absorb it doesn't do light and dark which can be a big detriment obviously and it has positive MDL, which is i do like that good and bad but i i mostly like the fact that it has positive MDL. And it's really cool on jobs like uh, like Ninja, where or even jobs where you want skill chain damage, where you can actually wear it, and it still has like some sort of offensive potential in the set while also protecting you from the is giving your your like your baseline of elemental resistance, so you could still hit that one eighth resist. So it's actually pretty cool that that you can use that, especially when like on a job like Ninja, you wear like a lot of Naomi gear during Magic Burst because like that's the sad state of Ninja. Uh, when it comes to magic accuracy and um if you're wearing that neck as part of your uh, magic burst bonus uh when it's augmented um warrior's charm is fantastic because it gives you plus amity it gives you the elemental resist that you may not have in that set while nuking so you can still hit one eighth resist while nu- while doing the magic burst which can be great um and then yeah the positive amity because it's better for a mob to be on you than basically anyone else in the party so yeah the the thing is fantastic Speaking of sad state of affairs, Fox, did you see they added a term filter to filter out spam in the game? Uh, yeah, I heard about it, but I, I don't know how it works, nor do I care. Basically, <laughs> SE told us to go filter ourselves. Oh, did they? Yes. So Yeah, I heard, like, you said it was like a text file. It is a text file, and you have to make <laughs> so, it and have to make so the folders dirty. for it, and it's, yeah, this is, this is some, this is some high-quality shit. So SE says they're going to be rolling this out, expanding it for future updates. Uh, based on the first implementation here, I'm not too eager about them expanding it because you have to go offline to your Final Fantasy XI config, and then you have to browse and upload a text folder of a text file of terms you've added to it, so you can yeah. filter them out in game. And that means you have to go and make custom folders, whatever. It's not hard to do, but it's like for these people in game, it's, it's not. It's pretty involved for for I these think, are the players. same people that fuck up building basic gear swap yeah. set like so like just just from my experience helping people with gear swap was like having them open up a text file in a place in within their computer that they may not even know how to navigate to and then not fucking up that text file once they're manually editing it like it seems like a really bad idea <laughs> my guide i put out for filtering out stuff with uh fuck off lua and shout underscore uh machine learning so ml uh, those two add-ons were easier to describe how to set up functionally to do a better job than this does without nearly as much explanation as this is going to take to add to the guide or as much as SE had to do in their update notes. And I would just honestly, if you don't want to use them, that's fine. Use this. But you have to, they added a copy to clipboard function in game, which takes up like a giant space in the button. They had to make the button bigger because it's such so much text in a button. And they had to, for term filters, they had display name only, like the most cramped text in a large button. It's just, it's just pretty, I'm glad they Mr. added it. Mr. Trying, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad they tried. I'm glad they added it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a filter that's not against terms of service. It, it is, but uh, you can only have 100 lines of text in a text file. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
the maximum file size can't be over 9,200 bytes or it won't load properly. Uh, it's just, and the people that yell can still change the message. You will have to go and copy their message, update your text file, and hopefully, I don't want to do the zone. I guess you have the zone for it to reload. So, I mean, you can you can use this, and it, it, it'll work, but you're going to have to, like, so I saw someone posting, they blocked uh, ClearMind, which makes sense, um, like, Rampier's Tomb, Crawler's Nest, whatever, but, like, what if you actually want to have a legitimate party from someone who's yelling? For the crawler's nest now, you can't join a legitimate EP party of like me yelling or something because you filtered out all crawler's nest party yells. Because someone posted in the BG Discord, they go, "Here's my filters that it's made. It's working great." And it's like, yeah, you're not seeing potentially any actual legitimate party now because of the terms you've chosen. So now, now it's yeah. The, be, the uh, problem is, is like the the bots can also adapt to to what's being filtered. Yeah, especially with people like giving out their information like that. So there's there's gonna be someone in there like updating their bots to you know change their shout messages. Like if they see Rampier's tomb is being filtered out by like everybody, then they're obviously going to change it to something else. And eventually it'll just be uh, like EP party or, you know, you're the basic component of the yell is going to be what people are like filtering out. And then how are you going to yell? For yeah, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be blocking legitimate ones. You wouldn't yeah. be able to do anymore. That's why. Yeah. It's kind of awkward. This <laughs> actually could be a double-edged sword in terms of the bots yeah. seeing what everyone's doing and they want to evade that. So they're going to keep changing what they do. This could start blocking legitimate players because the closer you get to legitimate shouts, the harder it is to distinguish between them. So before yeah. it was easy, they didn't give a shit. They just spammed it. Now it's now it's the thing. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, it would just be easier if SE fucking banned these people, but hey. <laughs> if you spam nonstop, that should be a jailable offense, frankly. There's no reason to spam a Merc yell nonstop like these bots do. These are yell bots that don't stop yelling. So if you see someone yelling the same yeah. shout for 12 hours straight, you should just ban that player easily. No one yells for 12 hours straight. Yeah, I I couldn't tell them. I couldn't tell you how their framework is not set up well, to be conducive to that. Like it would surprise me if they hadn't thought of that. So there has to be some reason why they're not they actually have Fox because someone came in. Was it our Discord? I think and passed off the uh two thousand something GM manual PDF that has some oh, yeah, of their yeah, criteria for engaging whenever and. I don't know if that would be something you'd want to go over or whatever, but as an episode to to talk about their criteria. Oh, assuming, I find it again. I, I have it saved. Um, assuming oh. people are guilty. Well, they had like a time threshold. I don't know if things have changed since that. It's been like over a decade. I don't know if things have changed since then, but they had a, a time threshold of you can't do anything until this person's been doing something for this amount of time in this zone. So they actually had a time threshold of a, uh, before they would engage someone. And they, uh, they had a bunch of criteria and stuff in there. I mean, you have to have a GM to, you know, enforce. Yeah, you do have to have a GM to do that. You have to actually have a, D, a GM instead of just, you know, someone doing it on the back end. Got to slide into those GMs. Yeah. But that's, that's the filter. <laughs> Otherwise, Fox, they did add a outer Rakaznar U3. Hi, Whitey. Okay, let's get over me. There you go. He just wants to walk across the whole keyboard. Uh, they did add a Rakasnar U3, another instance to Sorty, and turn the auto-transport back on. Yeah, I haven't been to Sorty since that's been updated, but I've heard good things. Boy, they turned the auto-transport back on? Yes, you can now auto-enter oh. again. Okay. Which should be less needed than it was before, so... Sure. I don't know, like, I'm, I'm kind of, like, good with it being off. <laughs> Me too, but... but... Yeah. I don't really think you it's get that piece of shit sure. goes AFK and then for an hour, yeah. Like we don't need for an hour and like goes to bed. <laughs> like 
You know, um, other people are trying to use it. On Asura, the threshold, I mean, maybe maybe this is a good thing for the future when they make uh, prime weapons more flushed out and completed in the process, where people are going to be entering sorting more just to farm some items for their, their weapon, and the congestion will increase, as it does when that stuff mm-hmm. happens. So maybe it's good for the future. But as of right now, outside of Asura, it's not a problem, uh, really. And Asura, it's really not that been that bad most of the time. The weight hasn't been like it used to be when it first came out, when we first complained before they had a second instance. Where it was like these hour long waits or forty minute waits, yeah, yeah. it hasn't been that bad. It's been like no more than fifteen, maybe twenty minutes in the bad day, which yeah. is bad. But I mean, generally, generally, it's like not. It's like five minutes or less, or maybe or something for for content that's like an hour long easily. Yeah, like like think about Omen, you know, and how long you have to wait for Omen sometimes. Yeah, uh, Omen hasn't been a problem with the last card campaign most of the time too. So I don't know what's going on. Like maybe people are dumb with stuff. Maybe things are spreading out better in time zones. I, I don't know. People are seeing Amberian plus three and thinking they don't need artifact plus three. <laughs> Should I wait to make it? <laughs> Things on the job. weapons. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. But I don't know. Like, only, I hope it works. I really do. The only bad thing is when you have those random fucking thirty minute queues for for odyssey an event that you die and have to enter again constantly so that's that that's the bad one in my mind yeah nothing's worse than having like to wait 30 minutes for that yeah sometimes it's zero minutes but i mean when we have random 30 minutes on a tuesday for some reason instead of the the zero minutes on a thursday i just don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. but what else is there fox well i mean we touched on the end escape but we we didn't really talk about it did not talk about it yeah, so this is the course ambuscade. Um, in the past, we used to uh, we used to just have the person with hate kite. It's basically how it worked, and uh, you just try to like zerg it down with monks. Now it's a little different. Um, now he'll he'll just he'll just straight up kill you if you fuck up. That's basically <laughs> how it works. So like he'll he'll pop blood weapon and soul eater, and soul eater is the dangerous part if you don't approach the fight properly. And what we found out is that if you just kill one of the ads and you keep one ad dead, you can have the other ones up and you absolutely should be TP denying him now. Like that, that's, that's the strategy people have heard about it. A hundred percent works, but you got to take that, that random factor that people thought was random out of it. We're like, he'll just start killing you. And we found that if you kill an ad, he does not pop soul eater with blood weapon and just keep that one ad dead. And just keep, keep TPing, denying him, and fight takes like six minutes. It's not very hard at all. <laughs> yep. And I'm talking from like the white mage perspective because I, you know, white mage to run. But so yeah, here are basic. the other nitty gritty factors. So for the first ten percent, there's no ads, and you want to have just one DD go out of a TP denial. So we just took a blue yep. mage alone who could also TP with a club. And I had enough accuracy without accuracy food after Honor March and stuff. No, oh, I thought we used the monk, or did you go again? I was just saying, well, the monk just, no, no. I didn't go again. The monk solos it down to 90%, and then that's that's mm-hmm. when the ads come out. But I was moving on to, I'm on blue mage this whole oh. time, standing there TP denying, and I was adding yeah. the detail of my blue mage had enough accuracy without food after Honor March to use the Thebron with no issues with my spell okay. set slash master level of 32, 3, 33? Uh, with okay. uh, with max so pretty average master level. So p- anyone with a, a, a grape daifuku should be fine. And I just stood there until ninety percent. Uh, you can skill chain away them at ninety and from one hundred to ninety percent without any problem. But afterwards, when the ads come out, he uses like magical veil in the chat log or something, and he will absorb all uh magical damage. So skill chains or whatever. So you do not want to skill chain at this point. It goes to a uh, everyone uses savage blade slash alternating victory smite. So you don't do lights. 
with Black Halo kind of fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's that's who you want because that's a problem. And then oh, yeah, just, yeah, don't, don't skill chain. <laughs> yeah, and then you want to keep that one ad dead. Killing two ads, I think, is fine too. So the, uh, you want to Yeah, but you want to keep enough alive that you can TP on them and weapon skill on them. Yeah, there's five like, of them. Like, auto attack the ads. Don't weapon skill the ads unless it's your job to kill an ad. <laughs> don't fucking do that. Yep. But you want to just auto attack the ad, weapon skill the boss. Should be really straightforward. It'll help train you for the Embos fight later when you finally get around to doing that. Um, the same kind of idea. And uh, yeah, we didn't need summon or anything. We just needed no. We definitely didn't need summon. Just just blue mage was enough. Yeah. Um, honestly, there's enough AOE debuffs in this fight that I I would bring a white mage. Um, you can be a misery white mage, by the way. You do not need a yagrush. I was using a yagrush. SU4. But I, I can tell you that it is completely unnecessary. I don't even think you need an SU4, dude. Like, I'm pretty sure... SU3. You can just... Yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you can spam base misery, man. <laughs> and be fine. Like, there's not a lot of debuffs. You just apply... Or like, I just apply it to everyone. I guess it's also important it's to say not. we ran Monk's roll with uh, Chaos roll. That's what we ran. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you need and, a Monk's yeah, roll. You want to make sure you're buffed right. If you, you don't do want your weapon roll. skills to feed too much TP. Yep. As long as and, I was um, constant on it, using Feather Tickle or Moving Wind whenever they were up, uh, that, that was no problem. So, never got TP And off silence him. So, yeah. The, the White Mage has to be all the way in silence, so. And it wasn't hard. Well, okay, so I have a good Enfeebling set, but, like, it took, it took like, two Immuno Breaks usually on White Mage, and then I was able to land it, so take that for what it is. It didn't, it was really consistent, though. I didn't get any regular resist messages. So, I think most White Mages in, like, a plus two JSE set is probably going to be fine landing silence, but your mileage may vary. I also wasn't using food like a tropical crepe. So like if there is a magic accuracy difference there and like you're having trouble, go ahead and pop that crepe because you don't need the defense from like a Misa ramen or something in there. Yeah. You're not going to die on white mage probably unless we, everyone else fucks up. We had a paladin so. shield blocking to deny TP. Yeah. Yep. So take that further. Yeah. So that, that's important too. having a hundred percent block rate with a, uh, you know, either having the proper gear with a um, the Aeonic Shield, the Sravatsta, which is what you should do, or uh, just a Dubon would be fine. Or use Dubon or uh, or Prewind. Like, you got lots of options. Generally, you see a lot of yells for normal Ambuscade from the average player. I think this is a month where as long as you just listen to what we said there, everyone can do difficult with mm-hmm. little problem. It would be the same as an, a normal fight. You would just be doing it difficult. I don't think they're really... The gear difficulty for landing silence or anything accuracy wise or just tanking any, I think difficult is a happy medium for the average player. I think a brand new player should do easy or new uh, normal, but I think most players in this game that have like an ambuscade weapon, even just a Kaj or something, and can some move, progress in jail, yeah, some you know. some progress plus two Empyrean, like even you know just any random things like that. I think they should be doing difficult with no problem. And then uh, the better players, R fifteen, whatever the fuck, very difficult should be fine. Uh, it's not yeah, hard anyway. just just be competent be ready to take a hit you are soloing your own ad technically by auto attacking them so if you can't get punched in the face you should probably reassess how you tp <laughs> uh, especially nowadays when like you should have dt sets yeah the, i know we say it a lot but you should the well the i used uh when 90 percent was getting close i uh was idle to get my idle read uh refresh on blue mage and then i used mighty guard right before the ads came out so it helped a bunch but yeah. um the tank like the ad was the Emony when they came out was a little weird. The tank had to do more than the standard amount to get Emony off of all the ads to tank up for the rest of the fight. So Paladin's ideal for this. Um, I would not want to take a different one, but I would think Paladin sub Rune 
would be what you want for this because physical I'm gonna, damage. Uh, I'm going to drop some spoilers here. Like I tanked an ad almost every one of those fights on my mage. They, they like, did wander a bit sometimes. So yeah, like the hate hate was really weird. So like, don't be discouraged if your if your tank gets punched. Well, but it's not that bad. It, or if your tank can't get, get hate off of those ads, um, they should try. But honestly, if you're in a DT set, the they ads don't really hit that hard. Like, I didn't really have to do that much healing. So I think if our tank was subrune, they would have. They don't have any uh, AOE awesome. besides uh, Majesty with too many targets to gain enmity, or uh, Sentinel and basically Rampart. I guess there's not much else they can really throw at it. So being subrune at least would give them two to three more enmity tools to keep it. I think that would be the difference there. I would just them. banish them. <laughs> yeah, but. There's a difference between you banish getting Fox and the average Paladin banish getting and whatever fast cast set there. Like going into your fucking menu and selecting banish get. <laughs> like, well, they have. I, I hate to sound like it's over trivial, but like if you're wearing like a Dubon, you're probably not getting interrupted. So why not? Well, banish I mean, it's not going to be that great for hate, but no, but it establishes. No, you're in ambuscade, so hate's already established. Yeah, yeah, I but mean, when the when those mobs spawn, it's always weird though. Yeah, that's so I like correct, sure. but... I don't know. Yeah, Banishka is not going to generate hate, though. That's for sure. But I like like when an ambuscade fight starts. Yes, you can assume that that you have enmity on everything. But when the mobs spawn like that, it always gets really fucking. There seems strange. to be a delay sometimes too. So yeah, so I, I never I never know when to assume that you're going to have enmity. Um, most of the time, you do. Like the Q Trub Ambuscade, for example, like it's very you you know that when they spawn, you're gonna be able to just hit Sentinel and have eight. But with this, just watching them not give a shit. They were kind of all over everyone too, until they yeah. were all in the paladin after a few abilities. Yeah, so so there's something weird going on with the hate with that, is is all I'm saying. So but it, it was mostly help, fine. it wouldn't hurt to anchor. Yeah. Or not not anchor. Not like, literally like the, the add-on, but yeah, not the add-on, but like just like anchoring hate by like doing something, some kind of action on them. In case it's something like how the um, like how the ads spawn in uh, in jail in jail fights, where they just won't have immunity on the tank. Yeah, or, those or ads on, like, have really numbers. weird mechanics too. Because the yeah. for the first ad we just were seeing in in Gal, it was kind of easy to pull off. But the second ad seemed to have like the the total enmity of the number two target on the ad as an initial hate. Like it was, it takes a lot yeah. to pull off that second one. You got to think too, like by the time that second ad spawns, like there's more hate that has been generated by that point. So that's why that's yeah. what I think is the case of it, uh, sharing that hate at that time. It took a while for, for the puppet to pull that off. It did, yeah. yeah. And I was, I had to overdrive for the first one, even the, for the first one, overdriving mm -hmm. and having a couple of things go off. It took a while to get that ad off for the first ad. Yeah, that's why I think some people are like crazy. Cause I remember arguing about it, like when I was doing the, the whole Paladin healer on Kalunga thing. And uh, people were like, someone was saying something about like not having to be second on the hate list. And I'm like, you want to be second on the hate list because that thing is not going to come off you with just like a flash. <laughs> like I remember there was one time I wasn't second on the hate list. And when that ad spawned, it took like flash sentinel rampart to pull it off, which yeah. is like some ridiculous hate. That is a lot of hate. So yeah. Just, and, and at that point it's dangerous because you could pull hate off of the rune fencer potentially. So don't do that. <laughs> You have to be real fucking careful, but that's kind of a, a tangent off of this. Like, just be just be wary of that, and just have DT sets when the when those ads spawn because they aren't that dangerous as long as you're not stupid. Big so, F. I, I gotta throw a disclaimer out there. Like, you know, you can't just yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh God, you know what I forgot to mention, Fox? What's that? I forgot to mention <laughs> the Fox Danger Car. Excuse me. So. 
I don't know who this local is, but when we go to the grocery store that's near a liquor store, there's this one guy who drives what could be described as like an 88 Camry or something. And this 88 Camry, this hoopty doo has no hood on the car. It is a, why is it this is, a Fox Danger car? It's a hoodless car. And we're getting to why it's a Fox Danger car. <laughs> Okay. And I ran into this individual in the parking lot. They were going to their vehicle the same time I was. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I've got to get them groceries. And I looked at his vehicle as I'm walking. I just look at it. I, like, I stopped even and just looked at it. And he, he looks at me uh, and goes, still works. <laughs> just like that with his Southern I Jersey, mean, Southern okay. Jersey twang. She still works. And I'm like, yeah, she she looks like she still works. Oh boy, and uh, and I'm like, that's all that matters, right? And he's like, yep, that's all that matters. She still works. And, and then Carrot, I told Carrot that story. And then we saw that car. We've seen it a couple weeks in a row. He seems to be going at similar time patterns. We've we've caught on to. And Carrot calls it the Fox Danger car because she said that the response of still works, yeah, is like was the the most Fox response she said. That's fair. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I typically would just like use something until it doesn't work. Sounds right. And it just did the explanation, but like, it still works. I, I was wondering because, like, I definitely don't drive a hoopty, so <laughs> like, <laughs> you, I keep my cars in like really good condition. You only yeah. drive across the basketball court. Oh yeah, I mean, what I do with my car has nothing to do with the condition my car's in. <laughs> yeah, I drive in O three Mini Cooper. It's actually really nice. Oh, wow, you've taken good care of it then. Oh yeah, yeah, it runs perfectly. Well, from um, the description of what you were talking great. about before when you had some damage to it and what we were replacing, it sounded like you were actually very in tune with your car and everything about it. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always pay close attention to that stuff because, like, I, I've, i even when I, like, had, like, lots of money and stuff and I wasn't, you know, the, the college kid, like, scraping it together, right? Um, I always just fix my cars instead of, like, taking them into shops and stuff. It, it does It does a lot of, like, it does you a lot of good to just, like, try to work on your car. Now, if you if you don't know what you're doing though, and like, there's a lot of things I don't know what to do. Uh, obviously, take it to a professional. There's certain but, um, things you should be able to do, like, like replace your. There's a lot of filter. stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff you can do with your car that you can just like look up on 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 YouTube, and you can see someone like do it with a comparable model, if not the exact same model as your car. And as long as it's not, you know, something like way out there, like you can loosen a couple like nuts and bolts and like pull a piece off and put a piece back on. Yeah, like I remember, I remember I had a buddy who, who had their alternator go out in their car, and they thought they were gonna have to get rid of it. And I was like, "No, dude, just give me an afternoon." And I like fucking changed out the alternator for him. Like he thought he was gonna have to get rid of it and get a new car. I was like, "Are you insane?" That's always a bad feeling, and it really generates a lot of waste yeah. when you do that. Yeah. Those cars just get basically sold for scrap or total or whatever, and they make a new car, and everyone buys a new car. But it's really wasteful to. You know, we talk about care about the planet or whatever, but it's wasteful to just get rid of a working vehicle you don't want to get rid of because you don't know how to replace like one thing on it. It's the same thing with like yeah, washers I and dryers. Only, like, why do you want to get rid of? I only car? charged the guy like beer and company. You know, while well, I did it, beer and company. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, you drink and fix a car, man. Sometimes you just do that. A, that is the most American thing. Yeah, why not? And it's sad. It's kind of a lost art. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta chill and like do something and like I am not a mechanic either. Like I am not that good with <laughs> with that shit. But like you don't if have there's to you don't have to be is, is is what I'm getting at. Like if you if you can watch somebody do it who knows what they're doing and they tell you exactly how to do it and stuff and you have the tools to do it, you might as well give it a shot because it's going to save you some money unless you break it further. But that's going to be like a you 
all like figure out what you can do i guess there's don't certain, yourself short. there's certain things i would do like on my car i have front discs rear drums i would replace the front uh rotors and disc brakes myself yeah. because you can do that the drums yeah. are a pain in the ass especially on, on my model i've looked it up i've looked it up though that's at least looking it up and mm -hmm. that's just something where i just would take it to a guy to fix just go just do my rears please i did the front so you just do the rears for me and then that's a, we'll call it even no so, I mean, just even we'll doing some of the work, too, that is the easier parts of the work. I mean, you don't have to change your oil, even though that's not hard to do, but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's still still beyond some folks. Yeah, well, and I like, mean, well, getting rid of the oil is a problem, too. You don't you don't dump it down the drain like some people do. Yeah, and, like, some cars, it gets kind of weird, too, because, like, my car rides really low to the ground, almost to the point where you can't even get a jack under it. So, like, changing the oil on my car is actually a big pain in the ass, and I actually take the Cooper in to uh, have people change the oil because they have a pit to work with. Yeah, that's fair, too. Um, I, I can't get a jack under there. Like, I have to actually, like, prop it up, take the wheel off, and then put another jack in now that there's enough room to get it in there where I can get it under part of the frame and use that next jack to jack it up even higher, which is part of that process I when I was like fixing that stuff I talked about on, you know, podcast past. Yeah. But <laughs> Your car is very compact is the problem, so... Not every yeah, car is. needs to be taken to a pit to have it. So yours is a unique case. So that's like, like knowing your car is yeah. a unique thing. Just taking it where there's certain things like for yours, an oil change definitely I would do. Other people should just do their own oil change. Mm -hmm. Yep. So otherwise, so, Fox, we yeah. have a thread of the week. Do we? We have a thread of the week. Okay. Is it going to hurt me? Like, should I, should I brace for this? It happens to be. The nice old question on Thief. It's in the podcast notes here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, Nagling or not on Thief? Oh, I think you mentioned this. Oh, no. Wait, it's in the... Oh, there it is. It's above that shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, posted five days ago. Nagling or not on Thief? Okay. I've got a Thief almost mastered with pretty decent gear. And I've been rocking Nagling main hand for Savage Blade since it's one of the best weapons for jobs that can use it, period. I'm just wondering if this is a good option for Thief that doesn't have any ultimate weapons. My sub is Sandung, fully augmented. I like the TH. But seems the best alternate I also own is Tamingsari, augmented, plus 4 damage, 9 strength, 8 dex. Looking at BG Wiki, the Rogue's Gallery Guide, they never recommend swords, which I understand since the sword ability is so much lower than Thief. So yeah. Probably on Thief, yeah. On Thief. I, I get it. So much lower than Thief. So yeah. Should I use Nagling, or would a dagger main be better DPS output? I like Fox that they ask, should they mm -hmm. use Nagling? But then they also say, um, I and have been rocking Nagling main hand for Savage Blades, and it's one of the best weapons for jobs that can use it. You know, I have no problem answering this question, but the the main thing that I see here is a different issue where like they feel like they're choosing at one. It's like just have both. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything no, to get an egg link. <laughs> just just get an egg link. I like you and know, then just being the best or get a costume when you have to ask this question. What's that? If it's the best weapon, why you have to ask this question? I'm very confused. I yeah, I guess. So well, I mean, it's one of the best weapons for jobs that can use it. I mean, that's not a false statement. No, it's not. It's just knowing how that statement works. Yeah. I mean, also offhanding Sandung. The biggest sin might be the Sandung here. I mean, I don't know. It's, I, it is by <laughs> a lot, yeah. I mean, honestly. It sounds like this guy needs to get a Shijo. <laughs> 
he could get anything, honestly. Sundung is pretty bad. He could get a fucking Turnian dagger. He could get a, a, a Shijo would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this dude needs to do a wield. He, he needs oh, well, something. no, he's almost mastered. I guess he doesn't. He doesn't. Depending but, on his gear, you don't know what he's wearing. No, no, he doesn't need a Shijo. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he may not he have is like following a the guy that tells him not to use this by proxy. So, I mean, if he's following the guy, yeah. he's got the sets in front of him. So, I guess. That's why that's why I fucking hate sets and guides, dude. Like it's just a fucking shopping list, and they don't know why they're equipping it. You know, some people make guides. For so yeah, that are just shopping lists for people, and they're terrible. Apparently, some people make guides for Thief, where I know they don't recommend Sandung, and yet here it isn't as often. I even underline and bold the dung part of Sandung. <laughs> that's the thing too. If you're um, following the guide, why are you using the weapon I said never to make? The best alternate I also own is a Taming Sari. He has the alternate that's better than Sandung. That should be his main hand. <laughs> what it should be his main hand is Kaja Dagger, honestly, but, I mean... Yeah, Kaja's so, perfectly so fine. Think about it. He made a Nagling for a Thief that gets no great strength and weapon skill damage options for that weapon skill and has very low sword skill for accuracy, which is going to be a problem for a new Thief, and he's using that over making the turret, which would have been a better weapon overall for him. The only reason you should have a Nagling on Thief as if you're in some very weird situation, or you're in a situation where you can't use piercing, like Odyssey Shoal C, which being a thief there is certainly a rarity. So you should really not, I almost never, never, never use Nagling on Thief. I use it so rarely, so infrequently, so almost never that I didn't even put it in the guide because you don't need it. So here's some context. I almost exclusively use Nagling on Thief. Uh, on thief. And here's why. Oh. And here's why. I only use Thief in omen and i whenever i'm in whenever i'm on thief i have trusts out right so the damage that savage blade is doing in there is more consistent than the damage i would do with aeneas gladys or with like tarot gladys knife you know or anything like that um it's just simply better for me specifically with the gear I have, like, and I'm talking like, I, I'm this, I'm, I'm on the sneak wearing like R25 Naomi. You know, I've got like basically all the sets capped except for like some JSE. My thief is just Garbo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not nearly job master like this guy is. And in this particular comment or content, I don't have a lot of attack buffs and Nagling tends to one shot things that those other weapons tend to leave mobs at like 1% or 2% on. So rather than just risking it in that specific situation, I use Nagling. Now, if I was like going thief for someone's Dyna D or something, I would use Tar, hands down. Like, I wouldn't even bother using Aeneas in that. I would just use Tar. Um, because I know my thief isn't great. I know that I want the crits. And I know that uh, pretty consistent weapon skill is going to be evisceration with Tar. So, so, yeah. I, if we rewind here about a year and a half when my thief was not mastered and I was taking thief just to omen to get detritus slash cards slash getting job points. So I've talked about many, many moons ago. I was a non-mastered thief gearing it up, uh, getting ready for the, the trenches of Zevioso V25 one day in my future. And I've taken it to Alexander's fight with you, Fox and stuff using Vajra. That was, you know, I really like my thief. Investing in my yeah. thief has been a very enjoyable experience, and I am mm -hmm. happy to use that job. It it fills a niche that other jobs don't fill, and it's it's unsung. So, I yeah. did that with um, Shijo Path D in the offhand because I did not have enough dual build yet, especially. But also, it works very well with Torrit, and I had Torrit on Thief without job points and stuff. And when you fight that mob and all those crits and crit damage and stuff you have on Thief. Uh, you finish that mob with white damage and evisceration every time, basically. As far as I remember, it was not 
Like I was at the point where I was just eviscerating other mobs and TPing on one target because my white damage slash crits were so massive with that weapon that I couldn't see ever using Nagling, even in Omen. Not that it's wrong what you're doing. Your path works just as well. But I just think still Torrin yeah. Shijo is, is the proper choice there and not Nagling on, on Thief because it's just such a good overall performance. I mean, the weapon skill is should be weaker than a buffed up, I have tons of stuff in a situation I'm not receiving buffs from other players. Savage Blade, you're correct in nagling in that regard. But just the fact that Torrid's crit and, and the power of visceration with it, uh, with everything else going on and your, your your white damage, I think that it's just still the better it's, choice. It's weird too, because like it's a completely different story when I'm on Dancer. Like when I'm on Dancer and when I was like doing Omen to finish up like random stuff I was just collecting basically. Um I had no issues using Aeneas or Torrit as dancer. Usually Aeneas, though. Oh, like, shit, I would go in there with hand-to-hand and be just fine. But just for whatever reason, like, Thief without without buffs felt pretty bad. And, it does. Um, and I, I personally needed the Savage Blade, especially for, like, not not necessarily the 30k, because you get 30k with Sneak Attack but or Trick Attack. But, yeah, it, it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel consistent on all the mobs. So. To use our own, like the, the it's not not really the point. Like it's okay to use nagling on it, and like honestly, on thief, you want a slashing option because you randomly will come across situations where you need a slashing option. It doesn't mean that you need to like full time it or anything, and and honestly, just have the nagling available because it's not hard to make a kaja sword, <laughs> you know. And and someday you'll you'll get that extra pulse weapon. Like there's no there's you're not really you don't really have like a high cost of not making both in this situation what You're scares me anyway but yeah and, and well what scares me is this guy sounds like based on this post he's just going to get one weapon and call it a day it sounds like he's reading the peanut gallery but he's also questioning the peanut gallery so he's somewhere lost in never never land and i don't know he's not reading the guide he's listening to other yes. people but he's questioning other people and he's questioning the guide at the same time but he doesn't know shit so i'm very confused about where this guy's gonna end up when he goes through this tunnel here, because he is definitely in a tunnel from this post. He's not listening to other people, but he is. He's not listening to the guide, but he is. And he's trying to figure out what he should do. So he's asking the people he's not listening to in general for hopefully better information that he's gotten from from the street, which is not a bad idea. It's a good idea. It's what you should do. It's just, I, I don't know where this guy's going to end up uh, thief-wise quality. So hopefully it's you know better than where he's at. But it's good to see someone actually trying to improve. And it's a, you know, we talk about Nagling and I... I was more against Nagling than you are in this case. I still am, but that's as as high praise as has been sung for it. It was interesting to have it in the context where it is not nearly the same for a lot of the junkies. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Don't not. get a lot of strength on Thief. I will say it's probably your strongest fragmentation weapon skill, though, in a vacuum. Because, like, a obviously, vacuum, yes. you want to use Shark Bite if you're trying to make light on Thief, because then you also get to use Mandalic Stab. So you want to live there. And both Savage Blade and Shark Bite are going to be better than Exenerator. So, you know, as far as like fragmentation options are concerned, like if you're spamming fragmentation in a vacuum, you're probably okay with it with Savage Blade. I would question this but, guy even has a strength weapon skill damage cave. Probably not, man. And and here's the thing, though, like if you notice, like every time I mention Nagling, there's like all these caveats as to how to use it. That should indicate that this is a niche situation. Like, yes, you should absolutely focus on daggers because you're almost always going to do way better damage with daggers than with a sword. But as far as, like, this guy asking this question, it's it, it's not that the question... Like, like this, this question doesn't need to be directly answered. You need to be able to 
derive some things going on with this question and answer the more underlying things that are, that are the bigger the bigger problem than what he's asking. So this is not a like a direct answer question. <laughs> you know, I think I mentioned earlier using Anamar Bond on a thief, and I'm thinking about it now. I don't even use Anamar Bond on a thief for anything except the visceration weapon skill. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe a niche subtle blow build, but I mean that to be about. And I mean, if you're actually if you're attack capped, like you're probably better off using. Well, I mean that's a big if. The right? head, but you're probably PDL Imperian. Yeah, yeah, you're better using the Imperian head. Yeah. I, I didn't even know the Imperian head had PDL on it. I was gonna say Gladys. It does. Yeah, Imperian right. has like ten PDL, but it's it's like five or six triple attack. That head's so good. That, that wait, that, why are you wait? If that has triple attack on it, is it just the the crit damage plus? Is that the only reason you're using Adamar? No, I don't use Adamar. I was just thinking it's only for weapons for evisceration. I use Adamar Bonnet because of the uh, critical hit damage. Because huh. Thief gets a lot of crit rate in decks. So you need the critical hit damage right. to beef up your eviscerations. And it has triple attack right. on it. So like Adamar Bonnet will remain the best evisceration headpiece probably for the long term. Yeah, okay, I can see it. It pairs with the feet if you're not attack capped to the Adamar feet. So. It's just you get a lot of attack on, uh, on Gladys Mask and... Yes, you do, but you're also using uh, other pieces for attack. Like the bonnet has it. Well, not the bonnet, but uh, Adamar head does attack, so there's quite a bit of attack yeah. on Adamar head. But that's like 50. I bet there's more decks than Adamar head, though, because of the path augment. It probably does. It's yes. probably comparable, but it's still. Anyway, so that was that. We also have perhaps common of the week here, Fox. Someone was celebrating on the bad subreddit, the lame subreddit. That they have um, just obtained Yagrush, and someone commented here, Fox, that I just made a Yagrush last week. I didn't realize it had, or I didn't realize I had the Divine Veil bonus and found out during a sortie boss. It's so satisfying to pop them AoE erases. Next stop, Gambitai. <laughs> I will now read the responses to this post. <laughs> Are you okay over there? You sound like a wounded animal. Why the fuck did you make a Yagrush if you don't know what it does? People ask for it. They say, yay, why, lowercase y, WHM capitals. Uh, Mr. Sherman. I, I, I can't parse this. Like, I don't know what to do with this information. Sherman, the legendary mustache Sherbert, says, Raffle, who makes a Yag and doesn't know about the AoE? That's why you make it. Exactly. God damn it. Valuable bird says what period the period fuck period slash brain dead. But uh, you know, the other person other people were more positive with uh, you know, uh you made one and didn't even know seven exclamation marks. Haha, ha, you must be rich, but yes, with three or four yeses. Yeah, it awesome. costs somewhere it costs somewhere in the realm of 160 million gold to make Yagrush. And But Fox, yeah. What is 160 this, this, this mil? Dude. When you have Papa's this plastic. dude obviously swap, swiped Papa's plastic to make this <laughs> because like anyone who legitimately makes skill like is going to care enough to know, you know, what weapon they're actually making, like to make a fucking Yagrush and to not understand what the Yagrush does and to go through the process of doing all the assaults that I'm sure he did legitimately by himself, of course. Um, <laughs> but there's there's no way there, there's no fucking way. Either this, this post is fucking fake news fake or news. the dude is the most useless person ever. <laughs> well, Fox AI just don't know. I'm guessing this post is fucking fake. There's no fucking. Well, way. no, this is uh, you know, they are a dancer slash war and white mage slash scholar main says their says their thing here. They're, they're oh, they're a white mage slash scholar main. Oh, yes, okay, yes, they are. Yeah, they're definitely a white mage main that doesn't know what how it 
Yaglish does. Yep. It'd be like that, though. No, it, it's, it's fucking fake. The post is fake. The dude knows how, how Yaglish works, and he's just humble bragging about having Yaglish. <laughs> you know, there's no. I way. can't be sure anymore, Fox. Shenanigans. We've, we've seen shit. You call it shenanigans? I'm calling shenanigans. There's no way. I have met some stupid people in my time, and there's no fucking way. Otherwise, <laughs> to pro- this perhaps the last segment of the podcast here, we have some emails last time that were mentioned. Oh? Yes, yes, oh. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to read the first paragraph, Fox, or do you want to say something first? Well, I mean, I remember reading over it thinking that maybe he shouldn't have sent this email. <laughs> oh, he should not have sent this email, perhaps. Oh. Uh, but we would be remiss if we did not. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Fox? Tell me your honest opinions. I mean, I'll do it, I guess. Well, I'm asking for honest opinions. I respect you enough. Uh, I mean, he sent it to us and didn't he didn't send like a follow-up email that says please don't read this right he no he did not his next email and there's not been a response since it's been a week and a half since it was sent his next one was mm, meat all right well i hope you're ready to cringe off the face of the planet because <laughs> this is okay here we go you ready i'm ready hey spicy i just want to say i'm listening to sorty 2 as i finish linear algebra homework and don't want to do physics homework right now I've had a few drinks of tequila and am playing Final Fantasy XI with some friends and listening to Carrot's input, and I wanted to say she's fun to listen to. If you could get her in your podcast more often, she would be a nice juxtaposition to you and Fox with her woman talk. I refrain from saying lady talk because it isn't that. It's so much better. You guys are really good at what you do i arrogant comment incoming this is actually in parentheses um which means probably a large population of your listeners would enjoy having her input and interjections in your podcast i i can't i don't understand what that sentence means um i, it I means think they would like to reason- have more interjection from carrot because carrot says funny things and she says woman talk oh okay uh, I, I think the reason for this is women think differently than us men. There is a woman in RLS and RL friend that play this at a very high level, higher than me for sure. Misogyny. And listening to her advice and input is extremely valuable, valuable. And everyone in my LS takes her advice with great consideration. Plus, the way Carrot talks is cute. And it that is. makes things feel better. It is. Take it for what it is. I'm drunk, but I still use the word juxtaposition. So take that for what it is. And I ad lib that. But I express my real opinions when I'm drunk. That being said, I really enjoy listening to you guys. It's nice to be able to run and put on your podcast again. My days are better listening to you both. Thank you for what you guys do. I know it takes a lot of time, but dudes, dudes, it makes people like me enjoy the monotonous things so much more. I tried putting on music every morning. I wished I was listening to you, even if it was a repeat. Okay, sappy shit is over. Sorry for the drunkenness, but what I said is real, real. Also, feel free to attack my grammar and shitty use of punctuation, as I'm sure it is fucking horrible. Lol. And this is from Lil Nell. (laughs) There's a lot going on there. There is a lot to unpack here. And, uh... 
I could use I mean, a massage right now, Fox. Could you use a massage? I, I suppose. I don't know. Like, like he claims to be drunk in the letter, but he's also using like a lot of words that drunk a lot of ellipses. <laughs> and there's like ellipses. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to like directly call him out on it, but like, I, I just don't understand. Let me start. Let me start over. <laughs> I'm glad you like listening. I'm glad too. I, I do. I mean, that, yeah. And and you know, I don't want to come off as we don't as want like to ground you into the ground. Yeah, it's just frankly, man, this email is kind of weird. <laughs> like I kind of call it how it is. Like it's it's definitely kind of weird. Um, you know, I like Carrot as much as the next person, I guess. And it's it's always a good time when she's on here. But like, I, I just don't feel like we necessarily like need her to sell the information that we're providing. I guess, like, I, I don't know. There's also like the whole like weird like men and women thing. Like, that's kind of strange that's, too. That's like, the obviously, massage. he's getting a massage right now. Obviously, people have their preferences, right? So, like, I, I really like it. Like, like when say like a woman sings to me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be strictly better than a man singing to me. For example, like if I'm listening to a band, so. You know, you have your preferences. Like, obviously, I'm going to lean more towards one than the other, but it doesn't mean I'm going to rule one out or consider one superior. Um, in this situation here, like, I, I, I just don't feel like it's going to add a lot to have Carrot come on the way that you're you're, you're describing. Well, so. well Fox, <laughs> I would follow it up with Silver Sean went to Chat GPT and asked Chat oh, no. GP, GPT if Carrot should come on the show. I would have Carrot read this. But she, oh no, she's busy. She has a life too. No, what? Don't dox you. Your name's fucking. <laughs> okay. Stop. Oh Jesus, fuck! I could use a massage right now again. Yeah. So I mean, so I, I appreciate the sentiment though, but it is a strange letter. <laughs> I, I like using massage as, as a massage. That's good. That's good. Anyway, so Silver Sean went and asked ChatGPT, and ChatGPT said, since I can't have Carrot read it because she's in a glowy green room right now. Diversity in podcasts and media content can bring fresh perspectives and unique experience to the audience. The, pr- uh, the presence of a female voice in a podcast can add a different dynamic and bring new insights to the conversation. Having a female voice, like Karachan, in a podcast can broaden the topic of discussion and provide a female perspective on various subjects. This diversity can lead to a more inclusive and well-rounded experience for listeners. Women have different life experiences and perspectives than men, and incorporating these perspectives in a podcast can add depth and nuance to the discussion. In addition to diversity, having Karachan on the podcast can bring a fun and lighthearted energy to the show, which it does. People are naturally drawn to entertaining and enjoyable content when they're doing all their running and doing linear algebra and raising kids and and being a dude, um, yeah. and having a person like Karachan, who you describe as fun to listen to, can bring a positive vibe to the podcast. Her unique personality and humor can help to create a more relaxed and entertaining environment for the listeners. However, it is important to note that having a female voice in a podcast should not be solely based on the gender, and, de- and decision to bring Karachan on the podcast should be based on her expertise, experience, and overall contribution to, and then ChatGPD died. Oh, we'll never know. Oh, rip, rip chat. GPT. It's like a uh, Rex in Toy Story. It's a what? What is it? Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think Fox, you handle it better than I ever could, or at least, I, I you know, top so. notch. No, you did good. So 
Like, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to like, like I, I kind of feel for the dude because it's strange. Like, it's I didn't weird wanna... to be so prominent in someone's life as a moment, mm-hmm. like uh, where the equivalent activity of taking a run or cooking dinner with music or something where we're like a cornerstone of a moment in his day to day activities that he enjoys bringing, which I hope other people do. That's it's nice that like I have fun with you, Fox. So it's really nice that yeah. we can turn fun and something for about a game people have a lot to learn about because it's so fucking deep. We can have fun talking about it and then turn it into a, uh, into an entertaining enjoyment thing that I don't know what we have. This episode is probably not going to be deleted off YouTube. So based on everything with that Larry guy, uh, that like the, the video of him on YouTube, just telling that joke was deleted off YouTube for violating terms and services. So I guess if everyone reports this episode, we would just be removed and people would never hear this, but the podcast would not be removed because the host does not care. (laughs) So, (laughs) You know, but that that's that. Otherwise, I mean, it's just nice to be a part of someone's routine in a way I hope other people can also yeah. enjoy. So it's cringe as fuck, but it's 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 something. Yeah, right? yeah like, like, like I appreciate the, the sentiment. And like like I was saying, but yeah, like if if I did something that was cringe as fuck and like Spicy was there, like so, like my my our old buddy that I, I, I hang out with all the time, like if, if I did something like that. I would expect them to call me out on it in public. Yes. <laughs> to be honest, like I would it, hope. It's, it's just what you expect. I would hope I was called out on it. Yeah, it's kind of weird, man, but thanks for the letter. <laughs> you know, Fox, their follow-up email was mm, meat, and I will read that one right now is the oh, trifecta hey, right. of the emails here. Oh, please, and, please let us segue to anything but this. Mm, meat from Lodell here. <laughs> I love the way you cook meat to exclamation marks. So many people don't realize that the blood is what flavors meat. I'm a hunter of deer and elk. The blood is what gives it a gamey, is an adjective, flavor. And yes, gamey is an adjective. Yeah. Uh, so as I listen to your podcast, it's going to, I'm going to send emails like texts, which we've not gotten one in like two weeks now. So I don't know how the texts are working out. I guess he's busy with linear algebra. So uh, we're going to have a lot to catch up on. There's going to be like 10 emails one day. So we're going to have to draw a line some point reading 10 emails. But uh, no. I know, dot, 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 space, period. Super annoying, but you'll have to deal with it or not read them. Well, thanks again for what you guys do. Well, well as you've uh, seen, we're clearly going to read it. <laughs> um, there might be a line that's coming up. I feel it. Maybe. I do like getting emails from people, so if anyone else wants to send us an email, that's welcome, too. But Liddell's emails are still welcome. I might just privately respond to them at some point, too. Yeah. It just I, depends. I'm going to we're not, like, currently backed up on email, obviously, you know, if if it ever blew up, I could imagine taking like more drastic steps to, you know, pick and choose the ones that are the, that are the best. But we have no problem just reading whatever ones we do get right. I was now, impressed but. when we first started, we had like a ranger email from someone we never heard from again and stuff like that. There was very good, legitimate emails that have been interesting to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I think that was everything. No rain for 22 game hours. What is this, Carrot? No rain for 22 game where, hours. Where is this site you're looking at for weather? Because I. Oh, there's okay, okay. I'm gonna have to use the FFR thing because uh, oh, you would find the weather because I'm trying to get weather and stupid for black mage feet and it is not popping. And apparently, there's a uh, week long dry spell in the crawler's nest, so it's the tour shit. At any rate, so you're working on your Calibolg and Abyssia Fox. I'm doing dancer stuff. Uh, you know what's also weird too, Fox, is people on Cat's Eye apparently listen to this podcast uh, moderation team-wise. I did not know that until one of them told me. And I'm like, you listen to the podcast? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh. They're like, thanks for the shout out. I'm like, oh, no problem. Yeah, no worries, dude. You know? <laughs> but it's interesting to see. We have, we've reached almost 50,000 listens, Fox, across 111 episodes now. So, I mean, that's, that's 
depending on the number of episodes, it's like 400 something listens per person. And that's not including and that's wasting a lot of people's time. Yeah, we're not respecting sure. listeners time at all. And that's not including YouTube. <laughs> we or just respected the shit out of YouTube has tens of thousands of more. So that's, it's interesting to listen. I mean, this is a small community, so I don't know how widespread we are, but I mean, yeah. it was good enough to get some trolls in the discord yesterday, but Hey, God, yeah, we have not had that happen. That it's was the first time I have, to fucking step up and fucking manhandle people with it. <laughs> in over sure. two years, Fox, it's the first time we've gotten people to make trolls saying spicy Ryan sucks or something. Yeah, at least like direct shitty trolls. There's always like those low key ones that like lurk and like poke at you with like political viewpoints or something. But yeah, the the guys that just show up and just like try to bring Missouri yells in here, like that's that one's kind of strange. Even like, worse, I, it just kind of looks stupid. <laughs> to be it honest, is stupid. like why, why bother? They're obviously just going to get banned. In fact, I told the dude to take you to a channel that wasn't the welcome channel and he could like try to troll you all day long. I didn't give a shit. But no, the guy can't fucking read apparently, so I had to ban him. Guess what? You got banned for illiteracy. Enjoy. And I think that same person, based on how their conversation was in the Discord, I think they went to the subreddit Fox and started posting. I think it was the same person based on their their complaints from the post the same character's account has had in the subreddit. I think it was the same guy. Oh. It matches up close enough that makes me think it could be. Because after that banning happened, they proceeded to go to the subreddit and tell me to uh, fuck myself and to kill myself in different posts. <laughs> so, oh, you know, in that order? Well, yeah, they told me, a good time on the they told me to fuck them. myself first in the uh, filter yourself guy. And then they uh, then they ah. told me to kill myself in the mental health episode uh, thread. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that got deleted and they got banned and they got reported to Reddit, which then suspended their account. And then they made Spicy Brian is gay and then they got banned and they, they've not come back since. So maybe they moved on to greener pastures, but you got to be happy, people. You can't. I'm not worth the time, please. Seems really bad. I'm not. Yes, thank you, Fox. You got to get a hobby. You really got to get a hobby. You got to get a hobby <laughs> like hunting deer and elk. You know, I've never had. Um, have I had? I've had venison. I had it. That, that was the one I shared yeah, with you. That was from the, we talked about the last episode. I sent you the picture of the the wine poached pair with a Brussels sprout, the um the out the venison with lemon yeah, berries, yeah, yeah. and uh, a a uh, Jaeger sauce. It's like a brown sauce with uh, whatever they put in it, and uh, it was pumpkin, like pumpkin dumpling. It was a pumpkin dumpling, and that mm-hmm. was like the greatest fucking meal, especially the greatest fucking German meal I have ever had. It was fucking amazing and hot and uh, Hanover. I had it. So, okay. was, but uh, otherwise, I've not had elk to really work with it or anything. But I, I do like having very rare meat. That is a I don't like like it depends if it's hamburger. You can't have hamburger rare, but uh, I do like the. Oh, get, it depends. You can you can get hamburger rare if it's if it's prepared properly. You can't. It depends on what kind of hamburger. You can't trust those machines. Don't have cross contamination of. Yeah, I've been in, I've been to restaurants where you can where you can order like beef tartare. Yeah, I've had yeah. beef tartare so or boof tartare. It's not good. Like I don't, I don't know why people would eat it that I, way. I At least that's like my it. taste. Eh, I, I'd rather just have it. For, <laughs> be honest. Like I eat a lot of food, and I actually like a lot of food. Like a huge variety of foods. Fox, Fox but, goes to Dave and Buster's yeah. and goes, "Hey, can I try your steak tartare?" And then I can I also have your Dave and Buster's famous sliders, and I'll compare which one. I've like never been to a Dave and Buster's, man. <laughs> give me that. Oh, give me really. that cracked raw egg on my my boof tartare at Dave and Buster's, please. Oh, this is terrible. Give me that slider. No, I used to make reservations over at resu- restaurants in Seattle all the time and then take the ferry over. I bet you have nice shit over there. It, there is some nice shit, yes. Uh, there's one restaurant in particular. Like, I think it went downhill like within the last couple, last decade or so, but 
there's a restaurant over there called the pink door that sells excellent Italian food. Um, and, uh, that's pretty far from Italian people though. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It, it's fucking excellent. And they always have like live, live, uh, live music playing like while you're there. Oh, that's and nice. It's just a really great, yeah, it's a, it's a great like high class restaurant, but, um, a really good wine list. I just don't remember specifics on it, but it's, it's very, it's very robust. And uh, yeah, it's it's like some of the best food I've eaten was at that place. But like I, I had heard from people that I knew at that time that it had really gone downhill. But if you have a chance, I guess try the Pink Door in Seattle. Um, if it still exists, I don't know if it does. It's been a real long time since I've been there. But yeah, it has, it has great food for sure. Jersey's got so many good Italian restaurants. There's also so many bad Italian probably. restaurants. Probably. Yeah. There's one. I mean, you're gonna have good and bad restaurants everywhere. Though. Yeah, there's one that's a bit of a drive for me. As I mean, then anything in Jersey is a relative drive. If you drive 30 minutes, you could be maybe close to out of the state, depending on where you're driving to. So when I say it's a bit of a drive, I mean, I mean, it's it's the states like if you go from tip to tip, north to south, it'd be like two and a half hours. But most of the drives are like an hour or less anywhere and anywhere in the state, depending on where you're at. So uh, there's a place. Uh, away from me named Trey. It's like these Italian guys have various different restaurants with different feels and menus. And it's like this industrial restaurant inside, but it has like, um, it's like a very industrial building, but then it has very Italian themes on top of it. And they have very good Italian food. And it was just, there's just various places like that. They're like you just strict little kind of, you know, known as places that are like very little, you walk in, there's not much to it. It's like a very small building that makes really good old school food. And you have like the bigger kind of modern, we're going to open a, a large scale kind of upscale, but not expensive kind of, you know, every kind of person's weird Italian place. It's good Italian food, but the, the decor is very not Italian. Yeah, <laughs> You're like eating in a warehouse, yeah, but it's, it's good Italian food. The place that I was just describing, um, it doesn't even have a, a front or anything. Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's literally a pink door in an alley. And then once you enter, it's a really nice restaurant on the inside. But it's like the weirdest shit, dude. Like I just remember it being like a, a door that just exists in an alley or something. Those are my favorite places. Maybe they maybe they moved it, you know, since then. I think the last time I went was well. In you like can't quite move an alley unless it's diagonal. Well, not the alley, but like where the storefront is. Like they may have popped the building next door or something. I, I honestly don't know. But like back in 2012 when I went, um, it was uh, it was like. You, you had to go it looked real sketchy like i wasn't even sure the first time i went there if it was if it was accurate so my favorite place are hole in the wall places i mean when i would go to like um places in the netherlands or something i look for i go on like side alleys to find places i don't even pull up whatever i just go on side alleys to find like very small holes in the wall that's where i want right. to eat at any rate though i think that covers the episode um that was the update that was the segments that was everything going on so if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or please don't send any hate emails because I just don't care. I really don't care. You're not going to, your words won't impact anything. Yeah. If you're, if you're like failed trolling or something, we're not going to. Yeah. That's, you can send them, but I'm not probably not going to mention them. They would have to be very, very good to mention and they never are. So I don't like, if you're upset or about something that happened this episode, I don't care. So just, just fuck off. Uh, otherwise, if you are not, if you're one of the uh, listeners who have a good time or, you know, if you have legitimate complaints or constructive criticism, happy to hear that, of course. It's not like you can't say anything negative. I'm happy to hear that something I did was uh, could be improved. I'm sure there's plenty that can. Everything's off the cuff. So, you know, if there's an outline, there can be. Oh, also, I see here that Funk wants to agree with Chia to do an AMA in r slash Final Fantasy 1-1. Uh, we're setting it up now, apparently, I guess. I just proposed the idea a bit ago and... 
Funk's been sick if you saw the update, and uh, Chia's elusive. So, but I got both of them to respond to me, and they agree that they should we should do an AMA for uh, BG etc. Uh, on that subreddit. So, if you have not joined r slash Final Fantasy One One, you should probably join that because that if you don't now, it'll probably be announced later if we're getting this together, and that'll be that'll be nifty. AMAs are good. There aren't many people like the devs don't really do an AMA, but once uh, once every decade it seems like. <laughs> so. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the emails and I think that's uh, the link shells in the, in the concierge, but I mean, that's pretty good. Otherwise, Fox? Yeah. Um, later, guys. <laughs>